here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Darren Schmidt from the Dead Man's Digest, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is E Type from Theme Park HQ, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Billy McCluskey with Thrills United, and this is the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Steph of Emotional Roller Coasters, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey kids, this is Ian from Theme Park Stop. You're listening to Coaster Challenge Podcast. Enjoy. Be nice to date. Awesome. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and lend us both your ears. Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Kim Dykes. Good evening. This is Kim with the Coaster Challenge podcast. And today I'm happy to sit down and talk with my guest. I'm very excited to hear the story of Airtime Mike, a coaster enthusiast from the YouTube channel El Toro Ryan. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me and welcome to the podcast, Mike. Kim, uh, thank you so much for having me here. I'm, uh, I'm very, very excited to be a part of this podcast. Uh, this once, uh, this this growing, growing podcast has been amazing and just honored to be here today. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and let's get started. While I saw you at Hollywood Nights this past year, I didn't get to talk with you much because we were so busy enjoying the event. With that being said, I'd like to start with you telling us a few things about yourself to help our listeners and me learn more about you. All right, yeah, what's good? What you want to know about me? Anything and everything you'd like us to know. Share away. <laughs> okay, um, my name is uh, Airtime Mike, and that's uh, that's Mike with the Y. That's M Y K E. Uh, by the way, got to be got to be unique. And um, as a kosher enthusiast, uh, my home park is Kings Dominion. Um, I've been going there for, uh, over three decades now, um, as wow. far as being a kosher enthusiast, uh, what got me, uh, to be a kosher enthusiast is, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of different than most. Um, I didn't come from a family of enthusiasts. Uh, my mom, my dad, my sister, they actually don't like amusement parks. Uh, wow. they, they actually don't like them at all. Um, but what made me an enthusiast was, uh, we took a trip to Bush Gardens when I was a, a young kid. And uh, this was still when uh, Fire uh, at Bush Gardens Williamsburg was still uh, open. And um, my family went to go to the fest house to go have lunch and, uh, and eat and go do a tour of the, the parks because they didn't really like the ride things. And um, they told me to go to Fire and just sit and wait for them. And they didn't come back for like almost two hours. So I sat on Drakenfire uh, at Bush Gardens Williamsburg and Marathon for two hours. And um even to this day, it's still my favorite Aero Looper. Uh, but that that was probably the day that really got me in roller coasters because um, it was pretty cool. I got so many Zen rides. And um, uh, by the way, I'm very, very underrated roller coaster, by the way. It is the best Aero Looper that's ever been done. It was just ahead of its time. Um, so that's how I kind of got to be an enthusiast. Um, as far as like um, 
you know, what this community does and like, uh, and like what my impact is to it. I just, I just like to have fun and be positive. Um, I call this my, I call going to the parks, my escape from reality, you know, like, um, you know, everyone has a job or, you know, has some kind of profession. Uh, if you're lucky where your job is your profession, uh, is, is coasters, you know, I'm jealous of people like Taylor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm what an awesome, like, what an awesome job, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but, um, for me, you know, it's a great escape from reality where I can, um, I call roller coasters controlled chaos. And so <clears throat> I like to be in a situation where I can just go out and have fun and something that's, that scares people or people are unsure about and controlled and just enjoy myself to the fullest. And, um, I don't, I don't like to make, I don't like to make choices and decisions. I just want to just be free in the moment and not have to worry about the, the complexities of, uh, rent or a car payments or the job or the stress of like coming home or yes. bills it's just you know what i'm here at the park i walk in I, you know I, I see the the people you know smiling with their families the trees the smell the sound of the roller coasters the break runs like i pay attention to all that kind of stuff and i just kind of get lost in the harmony of just happiness wow. and so it's very fulfilling to me to kind of just get that escape and then it's uh also why it's so hard for me to leave um where i know i have to go back to a situation where it's not the parks and then but the cool thing is you know i, I get the anxiety and, and anxiousness to get back to the parks um that's who i am i mean I, I, i'm free-spirited i'm uh i like to have fun um i i like thrill rides i don't like free spins um <laughs> i don't either no oh, no done no yeah not not a big free spin uh uh taker um and uh, I like um, my favorite uh, manufacturer is Intamin. Um, I, I like the, how in innovative they are. They take risks, they take chances, and they just build the absolutely best equipments as far as machines from, you know, like the different, like from inverse to launches to, you know, like hypers and gigas. They, they just do it all. And, uh, and they do it in a way where their top rides and their top coasters are not gimmicky. They're not similar. They're not the same. It's... Um, and it's not the knock to B&M because B&M makes really good oil coasters, but like they have a certain formula that B&M follows for all, like most of their coaster designs. And Intamin's like, nah, well, you want a what? You want a 420 foot oil coaster? I got the 100 miles <laughs> an hour? Sure, we, we can do that. <laughs> like 300 feet, why not? No problem. What, Hackers, you want to run 10 to 14 trains and do it themed to a, a movie, you know, a book and, <laughs> and have magical, like, sure, sure, we'll figure that out. <laughs> you know, so um big big intimate fan um i like coaches that push the limits um i'm all about getting i like i like something that is chaotic out of control uh different from most speed intensity and of course i love airtime because that's my name specifically check your time and um yeah. if i get a coaster that has speed intensity aggression and airtime in one <coughs> voyage uh <laughs> wazzy you know like uh these, these are things i-305 you know like these, these are things that i just love sky rush you know like so like just these are these are things that like you know you if you can just push some limits and when i get to that break run i'm just like in a i call it a do i get do i get a wow reaction um when i ride coasters like that's what kind of you know cheese me up and gets me going it's like when i get to the break run i'm looking around like oh my god that was amazing or am i just kind of like ah, yeah, that's cool but if i'm like oh my god it's amazing like you know i'm nervous and you know like it's the blood pressure's going like that that and that giddiness to get back on they yeah that, wow. that motivates me i love that the, the big thing that gets my attention there's only two two and i mean there are some great coasters out there but there's only two coasters 
almost every single time I ride at the end of the ride, I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my top two. <laughs> I'm out of breath at the end of the ride. It was one heck of a ride. That's Iron Gwazi. Iron Gwazi. In the back, especially. And Trimless Voyage. Trimless Voyage. I'm, I'm always out of breath <laughs> at the end of the ride. You know, so, Kim, you tell no lies. Uh, I was just, you know, recently uh, I was just at Bush Gardens uh, this past weekend in uh, Tampa this past weekend. And um, yeah. me, let me tell you, like, uh, we got there because it's hot and there's hollow screams going on down here. And uh, let me let me tell you, these these 1130 midnight quasi rides when the train's been running for, you know, 13 hours of the uh, day, getting the backseat road in the night with the purple glow. And it's just like. Wow, I mean, like, the, the, like it was. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Like, it was almost like painful airtime in some moments, and I was happy about it. I was like, like, you know, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was so happy about it. Like coming out of that stall, which is like the mm-hmm. one of the weakest stalls, but it's still good. But that moment you come out the stall, and then um, and if anyone has written Gwaz, you know this moment. But like we come out this uh, the stall, and then it bangs left, but then it cuts right, and t- as you go to like what the little semi double like double down thing and like but like that moment where it, it rotates left to right it just throws you out of the seat mm-hmm. and um and that was a new experience for me um at this time on Gwazi. i was just like and it just actually made it even like stronger for me when i wrote us like you know what i'm Gwazi is going up my list because like it, it's just and it's i'm sorry for your vintage people but like, it just does everything that i wish still vintage would do is for, from, a, yes. from a pacing standpoint yes. i'm like it, it is just Thank paced you. unbelievable and um thank you <laughs> And this is year one, you know, like, so like we'll see how, how much better he gets by like year two and year three. Uh, that, that, that and Voyage, I refer to those as the only two that have given me a true out of body experience. And I, then, I love self engines. It's my number three, but it doesn't, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't give it's a, but it's a whole other dimension. That's right. Away. <laughs> And Venice is good. So I don't want people to think yeah. that I'm hating on Venice. Like Venice yeah. is good. It's in my it's in my like top 10 to 15. So like it's I mean, yeah. I've written over 450 coaches. So like, like it's it's really good if it's that high. Um and I can't talk about Voyage or, or we would have a podcast. And so, yeah. so like like I'd go on for hours about how amazing Voyage is. I think it's the most perfect coaster that exists on planet Earth. It has everything on it, and that trailer's night ride is one of a kind. You can't get that, you cannot get that experience on any other coaster on planet earth and that's just what it is isn't it? and if i keep talking about it we'll be here for four hours so i'm just going to stop right there that the goat as i refer to as the goat now goat voyage that's all i call it now Uh the greatest of all time is uh that is that i'll never miss hollywood nights you will never not see me at hollywood nights as long as my body will allow me to do (laughs) what i do and feel like i do when i do it I will be at Hollywood Nights. You're so. never gonna see it. So, like for so, Leah, if you're watching this and uh, any anybody else that's, that's in charge of the voting and the handpicking, um, I'm submitting mine right now, early. And if you don't invite me, I'm jumping the fence. I'm gonna beg. I don't care if I got to crawl and stare at the gate. You're gonna let me in. I'm getting into Hollywood Nights. Let our people in. We're beg you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just before we begin the interview officially with the questions, a little bird did tell me that they are retracting the second and third hills oh yeah yeah yeah. i know all about that actually i I wasn't quite sure if we could talk to them now but yep i know exactly what they're doing it's gonna (laughs) sorry i don't know if it can get any better than it was this year but we're about to find out yeah those those were the weak points of the ride is the beginning is the first like couple hills and it's still fun (laughs) 
Yep, <laughs> I'm like, that's yep. the weak part. Oh my God. That ride is incredible. Get ready for it to go up another level. All right. So the first part of the interview is going to be what we on the podcast refer to as kind of the roller coaster time capsule. Okay. We're going to be going back in time, you know, talking about the beginning. And then the last part of the interview is going to be kind of the fast forward, you know, more, more than here and now and um, questions that pertain to you specifically in the year 2022. Okay. So with our first question, I'd like you to tell me what is your first coaster that you remember riding? So uh, actually my first coaster I ever rode was actually Grizzly, the Grizzly at um, Kings Dominion. And I actually wrote this uh, pre-lap bars. I, I actually got to ride it when it had buzz bars on it um, wow. as a little kid. Um, yeah, that was, that was my first experience with a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> and probably the last time I rode a coaster with, with one of my parents. Uh, but, uh, but like, yeah, that was... Uh, that was it, and it still holds a, a nice warm place in my heart today, even though it didn't run as good as it can today. I just, uh, I have to admit, it's got a little bit rough, a little bit fuzzy, but they're working on it in the off season, and so it's getting a nice little retrack and some more work right. done, and so it's going to come back, and it's going to be better than ever, and we're going to be very thankful for it. I hope so, because I wrote it once last year, and I wouldn't write it again. It just about <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, like, uh, oh. you know, like, like people think I have home park bias, which I really don't. Actually, uh, uh-huh. I call it how I see it. But um, yeah, you know, like, it, uh, we'll probably touch on a little later on. But like, uh, and one of at the meetup, man, like, yo, uh, all of there are newbies like, that are, you know, we're coaster enthusiasts, so we always want to get the credit. If you guys don't have a credit, that means riding a coaster oh. full circuit one time. Yeah. And um, man, we got the, we got the grizzly, and I was like. See, like there's red, there's yellow train and orange train, and uh, yellow train ran smoother than orange train, and you got to ride at like the second seat of the car in order to like get a really good ride okay. as best as you can ride on it. But um, it ran terrible this this season, and uh, that, that's coming off a of tracking like a partial tracking, I guess, in nineteen. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping they put the you know they put the love and the attention that they did is to, in the racer. Or I thought yes. the, the it's really rebel y'all. Let's let's just call it. It's really rebel y'all, and um. Politics in these names. It's Rebel Yell. Wow. <laughs> so if they can give it the same kind of treatment they gave Rebel Yell, um, Grizzlies actually are really the layout's fantastic. It's got some awesome maritime. Um, it did run rough as far as tracking and ridership this year. So um, as you mentioned, I hope you give it, I hope you give it another shot. Um, you know, on your next visit when you come to Kings of Me, and hopefully um, whenever you do, it, it's gotten that you know some of those uh, jerks worked out and it provides a much, much better ride experience than it was given out this year. This, this is, this was the worst I think I've ever ridden Grizzly probably in my life. To be completely honest with you. Well, that, uh, that'll be a trip that I definitely continue to make in the future. We love going down to that whole area this year. We did Carowinds, Kings Dominion, you know, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. And um, I love Fury, Intimidator 305, Twisted Timbers, pantheon at bush gardens williamsburg was incredible and you know they're building the new coaster down there now as well so our coaster yeah and another one in 24 you know allegedly so we'll see man like they're they're really building a lot of things pretty uh pretty quickly and pretty fast down there and i have a bad habit of saying i'm not going to return somewhere for a while and then i wind up (laughs) back down back down there anyway so um 
I'm sure I will return and I will look forward to experiencing the rebirth of Grizzly. <laughs> I like that. So dramatic. Okay. Um, so thinking back to those early coaster riding days, what was the one coaster that you would say scared you the most? You know what? Uh, this, this is a story. I don't think, I, I honestly don't think I've actually told this before to anyone, but, um, you know, Grizzly was the, um, the crazy thing is uh, my first ride on Grizzly. Like I said, I got to ride it with uh, just buzz bars and um, what about my dad? And, um, and so as a little kid, um, there's a moment, if you've written Grizzly, there's an airtime moment on the second t- on the turnaround that goes into the tunnel and it really like kind of throws you there. Well, on this, so my first ride on Grizzly, when it bumped up, I came out of my seat so high that my dad had like grabbed me and like pushed me down into the seat because he thought I was going to fall out. Oh, wow. And, um, <laughs> and so like it, so it terrified me um, for the longest time. So the irony is, is that why I love Grizzly, uh, it comes to me and um, I was a little kid. I didn't ride it again until I was like 17. So, <clears throat> so I, yeah, I, 17, I didn't, I didn't ride Grizzly again until after prom. Uh, we, we went to Kings of Me and after prom, um, <clears throat> high school, my senior year and, uh, the next day. And then that was the first time I rode Grizzly since my first time ever riding it because, because uh, I, I was always, you, if, you, if you've never been to Kings of Me, Grizzly is kind of, uh, it's really hidden. You can't see any of the track at all like from anywhere on the coaster, except for the station, you can see the lift though. That's it. Like you can't really see any in the, in the ride at all. So like, you know, when you go back there and this is pre, you know, gift store they have in front of the ride now, but like you could actually just walk and go see it. But like, yeah, trees and like, you know, I just, every time I see it, just turn the corner coming out of the station. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm having like relapse memories of falling out. I'm like, I'm not getting back on it. But so it took me until I was 17 um, after prom to get back on it. Um, and this is after I, you know, still, you know, I'm, I, at this point, I'm love. I'm still like all coasters, and I, you know, we got volcano, and so 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 so, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I could. I've been on volcano. I've been on hypersonic. You know, I've been on these things. Like, I can ride this thing now. So I got on, and then I then that actually kind of ignited my love for wooden coasters um, when I actually uh, got back on it again, oh. and that kind of like started my whole wooden coaster love. That wild airtime moment reminds me of the ride I had. One of the rides I had this year on Phoenix, I rode Phoenix for the first time. Mm. And um, I was honestly overall a bit underwhelmed by the coaster itself. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. wild air tide, literally in the front, this it threw me up so far. I went like over the divider. I was <laughs> <laughs> landed in my son's lap. And I had to, gra- I grabbed on the front of the train oh, because I thought I was over the front end of it. Yeah. I've never experienced that. Isn't that crazy? Like how, uh, how it's crazy. Isn't that crazy how Phoenix is? So, uh, I actually agree with you. And I'm, you know, this is also a shout out to B May, the antagonist, who's the certified, uh, Phoenix lover, as he likes to throw in the golden tickets are always keep making them a one every year, which I disagree with. You know what? <clears throat> I'm going to change that narrative next year because the void is the best wooden coach in the world. But, um, that the, the the ending of Phoenix is really good, right? Like so, like <clears throat> like how you like bounce off those airtime hills and that mm-hmm. having that freedom of like no restraint, no no lap bar, mm-hmm. no seat belt, no nothing. Um, 
it can really it can really throw you in the air. And um, I know people love that coaster for those, for those last bunny hills hitting into the brick run and just getting like as you got experience there thrown into your son's lap. And uh, it's so, <laughs> like people take that moment and they're like, oh, the greatest way to coach in the world where I'm in agreement with you. Good roller coaster. Um, I personally don't even think it's the best one, best wooden coaster in the park. Um, no, Twister. <laughs> Twister's the best one in the park, Twister. in my opinion. And um, yeah. and it's and it's uh, it's a good ride. You know, it's, it's only a good ride. But I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't do anything really special. There's no terrain. It's uh, it's it's, it's not tall, not fast, yes. not out of control. But it's got the but it's got this buzz bar, you know, gimmick that really makes the experience. If it had, if I and I challenge anybody out there. If Phoenix had a lap bar, would you still think highly of it? <laughs> would you still think yeah. highly of it? Get back at me. Let me know. <laughs> still about it. I want to know. I have questions. Please share the responses. So thinking back to that, fir- that first ride on Grizzly, when it scared you, how were you feeling when you approached the station? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing. So between me being a kid and me being 17, I didn't approach the station. So it, it was a it was a walk by. I made an excuse. So like you know, while I didn't have like family members that uh that encouraged park, I still went to the parks as much as I could uh with other people's families. Thank you for those uh, moms and dads and uncles that that, that took airtime mic with you <laughs> that they want to tag along and go to Kings Dominion and Bush Cars as a kid growing up. Appreciate it. And um so like they go to ride it. Like so like you know I go with my friends and I just like check it out. You know I just be like yeah yeah I don't know man like yeah it, it, I, I say something like yeah it doesn't look like it's fun. I don't know. I I don't like that one. That one's not fun. That, you guys go ahead you know like I, I'm just gonna stand right back here. So that's all I would do. You know, I would just I would just look at it and just like, you know, made me a little nervous. And I'm just like the whole time, just like, yeah, just sitting, there's, a, there's a bench that's currently out there um, in Vernon Grizzly right by the um, go-karts. And yeah. so um, I say for about 10 years, man, I spent a lot of time in that bench. You know, like me and that bench got along mm-hmm. very well. That, that's, it's probably like another, if it had wheels and trains and a track and a, and a restraint, it'd probably be a, be a credit for me. <laughs> I sat there a lot of times in my business in my own home park, mm-hmm. not riding uh, Grizzly. And it's crazy I feel that way because I have, I have such an appreciation for what it is now. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it used to get me nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it used uh-huh. to get me, get me a little nervous. And I'm hard to get nervous. Well, it used to get me nervous. You know, it's strange because I used to be the same way. I mean, I think I think back to my ride, my first rides. Oh my goodness, my you know my first ride on it, and it, you know a looping coaster, Vortex. Mm. First ride on Topfield Dragster. First ride on Diamondback. Then Fury three two five. You know, Banshee with all the. Ver- I mean, these were all like major fears that I had to face, and. The strange thing now is, you know, my son and I, perfect example. I mean, we rode Falcon's Fury for the first time back oh, wow. on spring break in April. And we're just up there, you know, <laughs> over 300 feet in the air. And all these people are just like, ah! <laughs> and we're just literally looking at each other not even holding on, just hanging. And he looked at me and he says, doesn't it feel like we should be scared? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I said, it seems like it should, but I'm not. Are you? He's like, no. It's so surreal. 
you know, we rode King to Ka for the first time just back in July when we went to Six Flags Great Adventure. And I remember, you know, the first run of Dragster, I was literally second guessing my life choice, you know, wow. <laughs> in that moment, like, what am I doing? And on, on King to Ka, it was just like a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah. It launched yeah. hands straight up, you know, the Ferris is gone. It's probably that bamboo. You know, like, like, like yeah, that grand, grand finish got to trim that bamboo. Yeah, it's, if you like tunnel vision, like when you're on like King Nikasa, like you can't uh-huh. really feel like that, the, 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 the kind of like the, the full skyline of Essence because they, that ride is just full of all this high uh-huh. green bamboo. Then you got green track. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's just green everywhere. You know, it's, so, so you're just like, oh, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a long piece of bamboo that we're on right now. So it's not, even, it's not even like intimidating to you. Uh, so, so, so great adventure. If you hear that, just cut the bamboo off uh, so that, you know, when Kim gets back on car, she can oh, actually fully impressed like how tall and how fast this thing is. It, or that, that, that intimidating. it did. It went so fast. Even with my glasses on, I was cracking up laughing. The wind was blowing my eyelids shut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that's not an easy thing to accomplish right there. I love but, those nervous feelings, though. Like, um, it, like it, with my home part being Kings to me, and I see it all the time on Intimidator uh, 305. But like yeah. when people walk into that plaza and mm-hmm. they just look up and they just see this because because I three hundred five is probably the most intimidating looking roller coaster at all the gigas I because agree. it's literally by itself. So like, so mm-hmm. so you ju- you just there and it's just like trees and skyline. Okay, coasters has got a great video in his uh, Instagram video like showing like the depth and skylines of you got uh-huh. two supports holding up this structure at 305 feet up in the air but i love seeing people that that tap out they just they just tap like they get on like they get in line it's like i don't know about this and then like they see it drop then they see it speed across right by them with those quick transition turns and they're like yeah i'm out you know <laughs> like, like someone i'm like i'm out and then you got the other side where it's like oh i can't wait to get on it and uh fall humor by the way people the gp actually love i-305 um mm-hmm. there are a few that you know, people that have you know natural fear won't ride it, but most people just love this thing and they they, they rewrite it all the time. It's just a, it's just a capacity monster, is what it is. But um okay. the false rumors of that like either if I doesn't get long lines or just doesn't get lines, that's that's kind yeah. of false. <laughs> that ride does get lines, um, especially after six o'clock when a water park closes. Mm-hmm. Um and on weekends. And uh, if you we uh we experienced that two hour wait during haunt last year that was that was absolutely worth every second of it because the night ride night period, as I like to call it, night night the ride. Um, yeah. <laughs> that great ride on I three five was amazing. But I finally got a night ride on it. Oh, when we went this summer, wasn't it great? Night rides, it was incredible. <laughs> and that was now. I did. I I purposefully show up at parks. You know, I'm a teacher, so I'm off during the summer. I show up when it's hot on weekdays during <laughs> the summer. 100 degrees plus is even better because oh. nobody's oh. there. You know, I mean, as I, far I, as the coasters go, they're dead. I got 32 rides on Intimidator, Intimidator 305. That and it felt great, didn't it? All 32 oh. of them. You're like, I only see that's that's and you see that that right there is why I love King's Dominion. And also like because mm-hmm. it's one of the very few parks, or, or like especially a major big park, where uh-huh. you can just ride as much as you want. And as an enthusiast, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Right. Like how, like just having the ability to say, okay, I get to ride one of the best coaches in the world, but 
a lot, <laughs> like frequently. I'm one of those people out here, people complain about heat. I'm like, I'll sit and look at the forecast. I'm like, oh, it's going to be 105 degrees. This looks perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a seat next to me next time when you come down there. So that way you can enjoy that. So the people that can't handle the heat, they can't pass out. Um, and they can't really handle it. They, it's okay. Like, like you, uh, you guys, you guys can go in the AC and go right fly, go right fly to fear. It's, uh, it's nice and dark in there, chilled AC, good confined. <laughs> and it's indoors. <laughs> Just catch me at the Giga <laughs> over here. Well, I, I did that. I had uh, fourteen rides on Twisted Timbers that day as well. Yeah, how do legs feel? Yeah, how do thighs fly fourteen on Timbers? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So going back to that. First ride on Grizzly. How did you feel when you got off the coaster? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I said anything. So, <laughs> so it's crazy because, like, while that coaster scared me, I still rode uh, Rebel Yell. Um, I still rode Rebel Yell that day, also. And uh, it's so, so like it, it didn't. It didn't. The the ride itself didn't take me away from my enjoying the day. But I tell you what it did do, like when I'm uh, when I was coming back in the, in the station, and like I said, there's no there's no seatbelts, and it just it's just buzz bars, and like I kind of sat there for a minute, and just kind of thought about what just happened. Like like I was just like, did he really just save my life, or <laughs> like or was I just because you know when you're you know a kid you're not thinking, oh I just got some serious airtime. You're thinking, was I just about to die on a roller coaster? You know, like <laughs> so I just sat there for a minute and. I'm a very, um, I'm a different individual. Like I'm not someone that like overreacts or like, like pressure, pressure situations or like, uh, or high tension situations. I'm one of those guys, like if a car is coming at me at like full speed and, um, you know, I'm in the passenger seat. I'm one of the guys that's like calmly, like that talks to like, you know, like my girl, something like, Hey babe, just, uh, put your foot on the gas so that we can move forward so we don't get hit by this car that's approaching us. You know, like, <laughs> like, like that's who I am. I'm so stoic in that way. And, um, it's funny, like, she always talks about, like, how still I'm like, he, like, nothing gets to him. Like, he's just so, like, he's just so calm and cool and everything, except for that moment on Grizzly. Uh, just, I was just kind of like, huh. You know, <laughs> I was like, huh. And then um, maybe that kind of contributed to, like, you know, my, my, my 10, you know, my 10 year gap mm -hmm. um, as far as getting back on it. But I just got like, huh. Uh, yep. Let's, uh, let's get off. <laughs> and uh, on to the next one. We're just going to, Walk it off, you know. I'm, you know, I'm one of those. I was one of those kids, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Keep, but right. I keep everything inside. Yeah, I kept that inside for a decade. So, so I was just like, okay, what's the next ride? Let's just keep it moving. Just keep moving. Uh, would you say that it impacted your life after riding that coaster? Uh, I would say not really. Well, I don't know. You know, there's, there's, I guess there's a few ways to answer that, right? So, <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't say like as far as like outside the parks. Not the time, but I can say that when I came back to conquer that fear, oh yeah. Uh, so so maybe so maybe it, it was you know kind of like a starting point to bridge myself as far as to like conquer things at a, at a you know at a teenage age where I was like, I just kind of ran from it. So I can say in a way, yeah, I would say it, it probably did. Okay, I know just a minute ago you were talking about you know being this calm, chill guy for the most part. And then you were like literally in fear of your life. That took me back to <laughs> my last road trip over Labor Day weekend. 
I went to see, I went up in Illinois and um, I, I was on my way that Thursday. I went to see Scorpions up in Rosemont before a weekend of coasters. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to originally be routed around Chicago. I had to drive straight through Chicago and I <laughs> literally <laughs> thought I was going to die. <laughs> I've never been that nervous <laughs> in my entire life. It hit me like a thief in the night. Turn <laughs> <laughs> the radio off. I mean, this was like two hours, two hours of gridlock. And I had to turn the radio off <laughs> to the kids and turn those devices all the way down. Do not say a word. <laughs> there were <laughs> No I, had to be, I had to be oh, super God. tuned in to all the sounds around me, <laughs> people driving, literally, I mean, 100 miles an hour, zipping in front of me, zipping behind me, <laughs> like crazy. And I'm, my son looked at me because he's actually studying the driver's manual right now. And he's like, Mom, this is making me wonder if I want to drive. I said, this is making me wonder if I should be driving. Just <laughs> oh, my God. Keep going. Come on, Chicago drivers, man. Y'all making Kim nervous up there. Oh, I was like, please, just just don't let me get off in the wrong lane. <laughs> Downtown, I'm not going to be in a concert. I'm not riding, going to ride any coasters. I'm just stuck here forever. I'm just trying to get to the park. <laughs> like, just, please, just, just, me, just get me where I'm going. Just that, get me was, there. that was a time to... That's a high attendance situation right there. Become one with the Lord and yell at people. <laughs> about two hours that was a that was probably the biggest fear i faced in a couple of years anyway it was, it was a big one but we survived i lived the same other day so it's all good but you know we were discussing that too it's just you know you know just another just another fear to face because if you don't get in the car and go places can't get anywhere you can't get anywhere <laughs> you can't do anything so that's my motivation. Will I do it again? Yes. <laughs> Will I enjoy it? No, but I'll do it anyway. So thinking back with all the coasters you've ridden, what would you say has been your craziest moment on a coaster or in an amusement park in general? Um, I would say this, like the, um, the craziest moment I ever had in a roller coaster. And I, and I know people are going to probably think this is, um, you know, as as airtime throws a sacrilegious right but like uh my first time riding um trimless night voyage was probably the crazy experience i ever had and, and i'll tell you why <clears throat> so the coast idiots uh they like they did a good job of um that was my first time in the hollywood uh, holiday world it was uh it was 2017 2018 as uh, attending my first hollywood nights and first up to the park so they let me ride raven first um and i and i loved it and um, so, okay, great. Uh, Ravens, Ravens, good. Uh, I'm really loving it. Then I rode um, Legend, and I was like, even better than Raven, in my opinion. I'm like, oh man, it's longer, it's faster, it's kind of crazy. Um, and anybody who knows me knows I love wooden coasters. I prefer them over steel coasters. And uh, so we get the voyage right. And so, and I always give everybody the same formula when you visit Holiday World for the first time. Always ride those three, those two first before you get on voyage, so you can appreciate what you know the magnificent voyage. So I get a daytime ride on Voyage, um, and on a break run, I'm like blown away. I'm, I'm like completely blown away. I, like, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to Pete. Um, you know, the coasters, I'm like, that might be better than El Toro. And at the time, Toro was my number one. So this is daytime Voyage, 
And, um, you know, I think we by the time we had got there, this is back when Hollywood Nights was like starting at like 530. So you couldn't even get that many daytime rides. Uh, so <laughs> so I got one daytime ride on Voyage. And then, they, you know, let me let me do the whole thing. Um, the water park ERT. And then we come back and it's nighttime. And so here I am thinking already at this point, I'm like, this is probably like by, you know, at the time, my my favorite wooden coaster. It's already in my top two or top three, like immediately. And, uh, you know, they're like, it can't get better. Well. This was the year that Holiday World retracted the entire um, voyage from the mid-course break run all the way to the very to the, to the uh, end. So they had just completely retracted the entire thing. And I guess yes. the first it's like the first time retracting it since like 2012, I believe. So mm-hmm. no one had written it this way. And so we get this nighttime ride on voyage, and uh, immediately I'm already like like uh, like uh, like it already feels different. It's pitch black. I've got Peter next to me. I've got, uh, you know, I've got Logan from the Coaster Kids sitting in yes. front of me. Yep. Taylor from Coaster Students is sitting in mm-hmm. the train, also sitting in front of me. You know, we got like all these other enthusiasts on, on the train as well. And so here I am going up this lift hill and um, and we dropped into nothing, right? <laughs> like just dropped into nothing. And then I'm like, you can't see anything. You know, this is my first time riding this. You can't see anything. It's like pitch black. And then, so like, I didn't even know because I've only written it one time and I'd never seen a POV of voice before. So like, so in the nighttime, I didn't know where the mid course was. So when we got there, I thought it was like, I thought the ride was like over because you can't, because you can't see anything. Yeah. Right? No. So I thought the ride was over. So they got this one little light that's on the mid course break run, right? As you're going down and we're in the back row. But when we come off the triple down and on that, on that moment of triple down and like, it felt like a drop tower on the third time you come down. Uh-huh. And then this coaster just, shoots out like a bullet like from like to the, from from that from the bottom of that last drop on the triple down yeah. to the uh-huh. brick run this coaster's gaining speed so that's uh, it's going downhill and i'm seeing there are sparks flying on the track because the upstop up wheels are putting so much friction on the track you can see the sparks coming off like the upstop wheels and like it smells like it's burning oh and, my like, goodness so like so like at this point i'm like in my mind, I'm like, we're gonna derail, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, it. it's over. It's like this coaster is moving so fast, like unapologetically. They shouldn't go this fast. I'm like, this coaster is going too fast. I can't see anything. It's going so <laughs> fast, and it's just like the elements are coming so fast. When we got to the break run, I was in this deep sweat. I'm looking at Pete. I'm looking at Logan. I'm looking at Taylor, and and these guys have this like. Looking at her faces like, oh my God, what was that? Right. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at Pete. Pete's looking at me and he's been on this before. He's done on this before. So he's like, he's looking at me. He's like, it's never done it. It's never run like that before. I'm like, why did it go? It's never run like that before. And I'm just sitting here like, that was insane. <laughs> like, like, like immediately, I was like, that was insane. Like, I had, I, like, I got off and had to go get a drink. I was like, uh-huh. yes. I was like that. <laughs> so the reason why that was a crazy experience because when we got back to our house, I literally sat on a stool and we were waiting for uh, Ryan and um and uh, Dan to get in because they had missed their Dan had missed his flight out of New York, so he missed night one of Hollywood Nights. Him and B May, uh, and so we're waiting for they, they took a took a flight to uh, Columbus and drove down and, and arrived at the house at like two in the morning. So Hollywood Hollywood Nights ends at eleven. We get to the house, which is literally across the street, uh, right in front of the park. And I sat in the stool for three hours, just saying nothing and just thinking about like what just happened. 
Uh, you know, <laughs> and like this is after writing it like like 10 15 more times but that first time i wrote it was just like the the sparks in the in the in the wheels and the in the burning sensation and not knowing where you're going and the insane speed mm-hmm. um that I, I i've never experienced it before like i know what to expect on it now and it still blows me away like even when i write it now today but like that first time i i didn't i had no words and the, the only other coaster experience that I would like say that is crazier than that is Cannibal at uh, Lagoon when we got to ride it in literally in the middle of a lightning and thunderstorm. <clears throat> so they shouldn't have dispatched the train. Um, so, so it's like it's downpouring. The park just closed. Uh-huh. They probably meant to evacuate us off, but they let us go anyway. And we're going oh. up the uh, vertical shaft and the doors open up. And there's like three lightning bolts that come out. Like this. Oh my God. Wind's blowing. I'm talking like torrential downpour oh. and the coaster scoots forward. And I'm, <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking, there's no way they're going to send this train. And they sent us. I was like, oh my God. So we got the ride, Cannibal in a lightning storm. Like, and, and if you've ever been on Cannibal, like the, the stinking. I've face, not ridden that one. Yet. Uh, it's just like, it's so high. It, it's got the inverted drops. So it's the steepest drop. Oh. Well, you used to have the steepest drop. But like, so it's like, you're, it's, it's hitting our face and it's, it hurts so much because it's rain. But like the whole time thinking like, it's gonna, we're going to get struck with lightning. And we mm. come back in to the station and the, and the ride officer is, he's like the one right. He's like apologizing. He's like, oh my God, are you guys okay? We're like, we, the, the park is closed. And like, oh, we, I think we hit the wrong button and I got her stuff. And I'm just like, I'm looking at, uh, looking at a cat and like, she's and like, there's two other girls that were behind us. The uh-huh. one's like a teen, 13 year old. one's like a five year old. The, the five year old, the, the five year old like terrified her mind, you know, but the 13 year old is like, is like clapping, you know, like, like a uh-huh. GP clapping. Like, oh my God, that was insane. I'm like, you have no idea. We almost just died. I'm pretty sure. We almost got struck by lightning. There was three lightning bolts that came out there. It was like, it was like a movie scene. Like out of a horror movie. You know, it's just like we're that 220 feet up in the air, man. And lightning starts coming down, like in the middle of a torrential downpour. Like there's no way that we're riding it. And they, and they sent it. I was like, so cannibal. Almost made me a cannibal. Uh so, so, so like, like that was that was great. That was great. That is definitely a first. I've not heard anything. <laughs> Quite like that. I've definitely had some monsoon rain rides, but I'm gonna get those lightning strikes. And it's and like, like, and, like and cat, the girl, like cat, that. I've got I've got a YouTube, I've got a uh, I've got an Instagram story. This we're going, we're we're exiting the ride on Cannibal, and she is laughing the entire time. As, as really, she's just in a hysterical laugh for like two minutes straight. I don't know if she's laughing because of the ride experience or she's laughing because. That was her way of dealing with the fact that we almost just got killed on a roller coaster. You know, so, so but like, but like, that was her way of dealing with it. So, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. Cause I shot the video. I was like, look at her. I'm like, she's hysterically laughing. I'm like, she's just laughing so hard. But I think maybe because we survived, we're survivors. Mm-hmm. Is why she's laughing. I, I'm assuming why she's laughing because because I couldn't see anything and it hurt <laughs> going through a month soon in the middle of a, of a, a lightning storm. I have a thunderstorm. I mean, lightning storm ride. I'll never forget that. Kind of no. another one. Not kind of one other one. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Kind of another one. It reminds me of an old movie quote. I can't remember the movie it was from. The, the, the infamous line, thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have, have, have another another ride? And I'm good at movies too. I'm not sure what that one is, but like I've I've, I've heard it before. I just can't put my name in the Someone's gonna comment on that and they'll, they'll let us know. <laughs> so. yep. 
So what did you tell me your coaster count is at again? So I'm at uh, 446. Okay. Out of those 446 coasters, what would you say is your favorite coaster? Uh, there is nothing that is better uh, than the Voyage. Uh, that's just what it is. So like there's a Voyage that is in my number one spot, and then I have a gap. Um, <laughs> and then uh, then comes number two, which is uh, which is El Toro for me. I, I love El Toro. <clears throat> um, that's followed by I three five, and then uh, yeah, this is a new year. So Guazi just just entered the picture into the top five. Uh -huh. um, my top five hadn't changed in in five years, and for like <laughs> four or five years. So we're we're glad to have Guazi part of part of the crew. Yeah. And, uh it felt bad to kick somebody out of the top five, but somebody had to go. But uh, thankfully, uh, Scott Rush is still hanging there. But no, my number one and favorite coaster is um is the Voyage, and it's um. It's everything I could ever want in a roller coaster, and um, we've already talked about it. But like, it is, it is just superior. You know, you get everything: laterals, airtime, length, speed, intensity, height. What like, like, there's literally no component that you do not get on Voyage as a part of a roller coaster. And you know, we definitely have a similar taste in coasters, just a little bit of a different order. Voyage is my number two. Um, Iguazi is my number one. You that's mentioned a, El Toro. El Toro was my 300th Ooh, back in July. And if it tells you anything with how busy I've been, I'm now at 353. Since <laughs> July. Of course, my travels have slowed down a bit now that I'm back to work. But um, I should actually end the year at 355. I've got a couple nice. more credits I'm trying to get, which will be nice to hit. So at the rate I'm going, I might hit four and 500 next year. I don't know yet. Let's go. But, go get it. Yeah, I like that. But, I love um, that. El Toro is my new number six. I absolutely loved El Toro. It's my second favorite Woody behind Void. I mean, you just, it's like comparing, I don't know, apples to oranges. They're both really good. <laughs> Yeah, they both. They, yeah, they're both very good. Offer some different things on there. Um, I do. El Toro was a lot shorter. Yeah, a little shorter. Yeah, a lot shorter. More, uh, more moments of stronger airtime on Toro for those for yes. those back hills, and especially uh -huh. the Rolling Thunder Hill, which is oh my god. And I definitely did have to be pickier with my rows on El Toro. Okay. I love row seventeen for me was magic, especially on the left side. Left side? Is that, is, that, is that the middle seat in the uh, in the back train? Is that, is that yes. What that is? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it's the so next to last, last row. Oh, you found the right seat then. Okay, I was going to say, like, that's that's my favorite seat on the ride. Yep. <laughs> row 17, right left seat. side. Row 17, she understands it. She gets yes, it. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I think yes, it's yes. so funny, like, how people <laughs> – I love that about enthusiasts. Like, we all have a – like we're our own worst critics when it comes uh -huh. to certain things. It's like, oh yeah, I love that. But I can only ride in rows seventeen, left side, right side. Well, and I, then like, you, <laughs> then you have some people wrote, <laughs> might get mad. They run. I only got a front row ride. I'm like, you still got a great ride. But like, yeah, no. But like, I love the fact that we all have our. It's so like it, it's what really I love that about our community. Like everybody's got their thing, and mm -hmm. like it's so cool. Like where are you going? I'm like, going row seventeen. It's mm -hmm. like, well, what's wrong with row eighteen? It's like. I like row 17. You're you know, <laughs> like a regular person's like it's and that's they, we they look at it like it's only like two feet. I'm like, this two feet matters. <laughs> and I got to I did I got 12 rides on it with that on that trip. You had a good day. Yeah. Good day. And I went different. Well, we went 
a couple of days and we had different priorities, you know, like each time we went so we could get a lot, you know, try to get multiple rides on the best coasters in the park. Plus, you know, get all the credits, but trying different roles, you know, Oh yeah, you figure out. You figure ride, out exactly go back and yeah, forth, and then so you know, find that sweet spot. You like like finding, like, finding the magic seat, but that was definitely where it was. And yeah. everybody's got their own sweet spot, so that's amazing. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, if if he's watching this, and I hope he is, or listening to this as well, uh, listen here, Salim. We're, we're going to need you to make sure you, with you being a CEO of Six Flags, we don't care about many of the rides at the Six Flags Park, but that's your best one. At all the six flags parks combined, now, that's your best one. So you have to get that right. So yes. do whatever you need to do to pass the um, security and uh, and and the New Jersey legislative. Just just get all that done and just get Toro back and running next year. Um, and then make sure you keep it safe and keep it running. That is his only job. He he can do whatever he wants with the prices. I don't really care about that. I mean, he's got he's got a vision, and you know, good luck to him. I don't agree with all of it, but like I I know what he wants to do. I only care about El Toro. So, 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 I'm, I'm just like, listen, I'm like, you, you got hundreds of rides at all your parts together. The only one that matters to me, that, that's the most important, at least, is El Toro. Uh, so just, we we don't have any other intimate prefabs in the United States. Okay, so so don't mess that up. <laughs> like, don't mess that up. That's my only advice for him. Uh, he can come out and make a statement and like, hey, hey I, I got Toro fixed. And like, everyone would forgive him for everything. I promise you. That's free, that's free advice to you, from, from, from Maritime Way. I second that opinion. So Altura is your favorite coaster. All the coasters you've ridden, what would you say is your least favorite coaster? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Um, so, so, you know, contrary to believe, you know, believe, like, free spins are not, like, the worst coach experience I have. I just don't like them for what they are. <clears throat> right? Like, like, they don't they don't do anything. There's no layout. There's no airtime. There's no laterals. There's no like real intensity. There's no custom layout. It's just, it's just like a giant flat ride. But my, the worst coaster I had written is now gone. It's defunct as it should be. And I'm glad it was, and I'm glad it got scraps. Um, and that was a uh, Goliath at uh six flags, excuse me, new England. You want to talk about like one of the, like I got off Goliath at six flags, new England. And I thought I broke my back. Like, 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 like I did, like, like I, I got off, I had to be oh assisted. <clears throat> I, I met a kid at the park there when I was doing my little mini, uh, New England, like, uh, area marathon as we all do road trips. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I rode, uh, the boomerang before the other boomerang in the park. What park has two boomerangs right next to each other? Like, like that's who, whose idea was that? That's, that's, you can't even blame Celine for that. That's pretty Celine. But like, <clears throat> so it comes up and I, I get on there and like, it's kind of cool. Like the vertical drop is actually okay. You know, we're falling, we're going down. And then like, that's the, those, those three seconds was the, like, that, that's it. Once we uh, turn up there to the, to go straight, it started janking and throwing you around. And it felt like people call Skyrex's first drop a car crash. Well, Goliath really was a car wreck. And then it was a car wreck that got hit by another truck why you're oh. why you're already upside down and rolling in the middle of the street, and then another truck comes, hits you again, spins you around, and then if that's not good enough, man. Then you got Godzilla who wants to come through and step on the car. Like like, like that that's how the ride felt. It was just a bunch of pain, mess, jerkiness to the point that when a ride stopped, I was like begging 
to stop the ride. I was like, stop. Because like when we went, we went up the, the spike the second time to do it, to go through it again. I don't even hold on. I don't even hold on to the restraints on any on any roller coaster. I'm holding on because mm-hmm. I'm trying to like preserve what's left in my body. Because right. I know I've got to drive home at some point. You know, like and I'm nine hours away from my home. And um, the kid I met at the park, man, God bless him because <clears throat> the ride stops and I'm literally like hunched over. He helps me off the ride. Like I, I had to like, he was like a. 13 or 14 year old like kid like and he's a, he's like a cross country runner I'm like I hope he's doing well I miss that guy but he's cool and um but I used him as like a as a crutch basically like a giant human crutch mm-hmm. like a, like he was walking and I'm just, and he's just literally like dragging this this six foot one guy to the exit and I like had I, I I like lay down on the concrete like in the middle of the heat in July it's like it's like 11 30 in the morning I'm laid out because I can't move. <laughs> like I'm in that much pain. I'm like, I can't even move. I'm like, I can't even move. This is going to be like the first number I've ever complained. I looked at this thing. I'm like, never again. Literally like, like even bad coasters, I've given it a second shot. Uh, I'm looking at you, Wildcat, Hershey Park. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh-huh. compounds. You know, like, I'm like, I gave that a second, a second ride and it was still horrible. Um, <laughs> so, so, but this one, when they announced it was closing and then I saw the picture of it getting scrapped, like um, I went out to dinner and celebrated. And I saw, <laughs> it was cool, man. I treated myself to a steak dinner because, like, it's like the world got better. Goodness, like, it, it, was, it was great. You know, like uh, you know, went out there and got me a nice porterhouse, medium rare. You know, it, it, was, it was it was juicy. It was great because I, I, the ride went down. I, I know as enthusiasts, we don't like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I celebrated. You know, like the they had. The only thing I'm just mad about, like they didn't invite me to come tear, help them tear it down. I would have gladly came up there, taken the blow torches or move the crane or bulldoze it. I would have been proud to help. That coaster sucked. It was trash. It was garbage. I know they switched the trains out when they when they relocated from Magic Mountain. So like, I don't know what happened during the transportation process and why they switched the trains out uh, to the re- trains, but. God, I was horrible. Like, like, like that, that, that was horrible. Now, I haven't been, <laughs> I haven't been to Lagoon yet. And um, I'm not Lagoon. I haven't been to um, Silverwood. And so they, they've got a giant boomerang there that apparently is built the way it is. So I'm going to give that a shot when I go there. Um, hopefully later this year. Worst I've ever been in my life. And his name was Goliath. It was, you know, Goliath stands for big and strong. It was a big pile mm-hmm. of trash. And then it made it a big pile of trash, which was the best thing that park's ever done. As far as, like, best investment they ever did in the last, like, decade was uh, scrapping Goliath. And I, I couldn't be happier. You know, I'm not ashamed to say that. I've heard bad coaster stories. Lots of bad coaster stories. But I think this takes the prize for the absolute worst Awful. experience I've ever heard from anyone. <laughs> it's gone. Like, 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 I'm glad you're gone, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm I glad hated when I think of like my worst coasters list. I absolutely despised Vortex and Carowinds. Oh God! <laughs> I was able, but but you know, I didn't have to go lay down. I was still able to come off the ride. But you want to know what hurt were even worse than that one? Was it Nighthawk <laughs> at the same park? That's I don't like that one either. 
not a fan, one and done. But this is hilarious. On our last road trip, actually, over Labor Day weekend, we did a day of credit chasing through Illinois so I could get all of the credits in the state that we hadn't yet acquired. The only one, the only one I'm missing is Bingson's Pumpkin Farm. It was closed. Okay. But everything else I've got. But there's this itty-bitty, the smallest kitty credit I've ever seen in my life at Greedy's. I had to squeeze myself. I mean, I could get in there. I fit, but I had to sit sideways. I was surprised they made me ride. They let me in, but they let us ride. I had to sit sideways. That thing, oh, my God. It went around at least 20 times, all around and around and around. I was literally screaming, ouch, through the whole ride. When I got off, there were bruises on my shins. Nope. I swear, Mm -mm. if anything could have hurt worse than Vortex, Mm. that was probably it. Mm. And I, I had no idea that it would hurt like that until the ride was in motion. And I was literally yelling, make it stop. Oh my goodness. And it just kept going. Jay had a bruise on his back. <laughs> you know, Kim, you know, Kim, we're not supposed to like, you know, we're not supposed to get bruised on coasters unless you're riding it over and over again from airtime. Um and when, if you ride a coaster like like that, and I, I I haven't been on that one yet. So like now I'm terrified because like uh you know I, I get credits too. Now I'm now I'm thinking about like Am I gonna have a new number one now? Um, <laughs> as far as like work, so and uh, and now I'm kind of dreading because if you had to like squeeze in and like I, I'm, I've stood next to you and I'm tall, I'm taller than you are. I, I don't even want to think about that. But uh, oh my goodness, like, the, get you, like did, like did you have like so for you the pain right that you that you, that you went through there? Would you get back on it again to give it a second chance? Would you give it a good? Uh, would you give it a good Kim go look around just, just to just to see if it no, can be better in, in a different just, row? That was just a credit. <laughs> that was a credit. That's all. It there you was. go. It's one of those credit and forget it. That's what we call. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you another one too that made me question life choices was we rode last July. We were able to ride Blue Flash and Blue Two, and uh, Blue Two was Blue Two was fine. But blue flash, oh, mm. that's like you get one shot to ride that thing and ride it right. And I know somebody or you're likes blue or you're flash. going to wind up <laughs> with some major chiropractic bills. Oh man! And I mean, I did. I nailed it because I told him. I said, "Oh, I said I need you to tell me how to ride. I said, tell me how and when to move." And he I've did. Heard some, I've heard some bad things about that coaster, also. Oh yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's see if I can do this. And I did. I did it. And it was, it was I was fine. But he looked at me and said, you want to go again? And I said, no, I'm not tempting fate. Because <laughs> I don't want to know how it would feel. Never done. I didn't do it exactly. Credit and forget it. Move on and just keep going. If, you, if you're able to keep going, keep going. If you yeah. can keep going. Absolutely. Okay. So that's the end of our portion of the interview with the Molocoaster time capsule. Now we're going to go into the portion of the interview that has more specific questions about you. Okay. You know, and more your more current situation with the uh, your more current role in the coaster community. 
We're going to start with this. I would like you to tell me about your history with the Editorial Ryan YouTube channel. How did you become involved and what is your current role? Gotcha. So um, that's kind of cool. Like um, I met um, I met Peter first uh, on the channel. So we have a uh, you have Pete and Ski Pete, whatever we call him, Ski Pete. And I met Pete um, first out of, out, of, out of the whole crew. And uh, me and him were um, at an AC event where we were doing a media shoot for uh, Twisted Timbers. This is uh, in like early March of um, 2018, and um, he was telling me about you know ryan and hey have you ever heard of Elton ryan i'm like uh i said i think i've come across the video today and at the time i think um ryan maybe had maybe like two or three videos at the time but like he was doing the skateboarding videos uh, he used to do a lot of skating videos so i checked it out when i got in and then um i actually met ended up meeting ryan um at bush gardens williamsburg um a few, I want to say a few weeks later, he came down to visit because, like, you know, they were also coming down to see Timbers and I missed them at Kings of Maine uh, when they came down. And then um, and I caught up with him uh, over at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. And like, we just absolutely hit it off, like, like, like immediately. Like, <laughs> so, so like, because uh, like we had chatted before, like, we, because like, uh, even to this day, right, all the coaches, like, we're all in one uh, group chat, that group text message, and we talk all the time, all day. And, um, like the channel itself here, like, like that's exactly who we are. Like we don't hide anything in it. Like, like you can imagine like what our text messages and conversations are like, but like <laughs> as crazy as we are, but like that's every day. Uh, so it's kind of cool. So I'm meeting him and, um, and getting involved in, um, you know, the, they invited me to be you know part of the crew and everything. And I think um, it's a, uh, it's, it's really been really cool, you know, like uh, kind of like being with this group because we have what I think is probably one of the more diverse um groups as far as the coach community you know we have you know young uh older me being older <laughs> old guy then you have like you know different uh different races different cultures um different sexual orientation so it's, it's, it's just we have a we have pretty much everything and we can we kind of like prove the notion that um as a group man like it doesn't matter what your background is it doesn't matter what like you know what your beliefs are or what you look like you know so like everybody can come together and have a good time in a common interest and um as far as the channel goes you know like uh ryan is the mad scientist you know like he does everything you know like this this guy is so talented what he does and um pretty much the only thing i provide the channel is uh, every now and then you know he may ask me for some like a like, like a video clip or uh mm. we may pitch an idea for something and then he might he may you know communicate to us like hey i'm doing this what do you guys think and kind of like see feedback and get interest and if we do any um we, we did the media event for um pantheon uh, and it came down and we did the media day so like you know like just being involved in that kind yeah. of stuff he's he gives us a lot of access to kind of like do certain things so like even like for like simple like mark uh part of our crew like he'll take over he'll, he'll go to iapa and so like ryan's very flexible man like he's ryan's all about content right <laughs> he'll yes. be the first to tell you like, you've had him on here already but like, he'll be the first to tell you content 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 um but like pitching ideas uh but like he he does everything like he comes up with, he comes up with the concept he does all the editing he does all the filming he does all the the voiceover the scripts like he's a he's kind of like a one-man band and like we're just here just having fun and uh every now and then we'll be in a, so i'll be in a vlog or two and um and we just be ourselves and uh that's pretty much it um but we kind of go out there and um, do that but like i also do a lot of um 
promoting on, on I, I have instagram so i'll promote uh, a lot of videos on there or post up right. so it's, I mean, so if you if you are following instagram i always update the link for our newest video uh, that we post out there the channel's grown so big now um that he doesn't need me <laughs> or anyone to do anything anymore it used to be you know we got a couple thousand here and we need to post a picture like hey come watch the video now ryan's getting like you know and it's getting like seventy thousand views in a day one now so like nah, he's not even our help anymore <laughs> this thing is this thing's got a life of its own man so proud of this guy man he does he does such good work you know he just got he recently he recently just received his plaque uh for being at it for crossing that hundred thousand so congratulations to you ryan um all yeah, that you know just keep it up man like he's he, i i just I really like the vibe of the, like, like what the channel does, and um, I like our group, man. I love the, and uh, as far as like um, the people in the community, man, like like, like the support base they, they show us, it's uh, it's amazing. You know, like it's just walk up to us, and I, I like that because we're as is open and welcome as they come. Um, I know there's some people out there, um, no one is specific, but like I know. Uh, some people are quiet, you know, very very quiet, or they don't like to be approached, or and I'm like. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm just the guy, you know, that's why I'm just the guy that goes to parks and wants to have fun. Uh, so somebody walks in, oh, you're, you're, hey, you're, you're, so I'm like, I'm, like, I'm just the guy at a park, man. So I just, sure, you want to ride? Absolutely. <laughs> so that's what I'm here for, you know, so I feel like that, that's pretty much what I pretty much what I do to the channel, basically nothing. Um, it's just, just, appear, just appear in the blogs. <laughs> and, um, oh, and support this guy and give him some clap in his hands and help him charge his phone up and uh, take every now and then take some uh, some some video footage. I've, I've said some video footage and uh, and like sometimes we'll, we'll, you know, if you find an apartment we can attend together, we'll, we'll shoot a blog. And they'll be like, hey, can you shoot a blog? They're like, sure, we'll shoot a blog, man. And, and, uh, and then guess what? He's doing all the work again, editing it. <laughs> I do the easy part. I just send him to a link. He did it. He does all the work. Here you go. There you go. There's a uh, 80 clips there for you. Figure it out. <laughs> you know. Well, I definitely vouch for what you said, you know, about being very personal and approachable. I remember when we were at Hollywood Nights, um, my son, he's like, Mom, Mom, that's their time, Mike. That's their time, Mike. And I'm where? What? You know? And he, he was looking at you, you know, like you were some big famous guy. And um, Andrew looked at me and he's like, we need to ask him if he'd like to be on the podcast. Why don't you go ask him, Kim? And I'm like, what? I don't know this guy. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Why am I the chosen one? You go over there. And Jay sat there and was like, mom, you've got to go talk to him. And I, I'm like, I have no idea how this person's going to respond to me. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to say, but okay, let, let's do this. And I mean, you immediately, as soon as, I, as soon as you open your mouth and you started talking to me, you put me at ease right away. And, you know, I, I do have a tendency to become introverted quite quickly. Okay. If <laughs> I get the vibe, you know, that somebody really either A, doesn't want to talk to me or B, I don't want to talk to that person. You know, if I just feel some level of discomfort and I mean, within a minute or two, I felt like I'd known you, <laughs> you know, for quite a while. You're just very easy to talk to, very approachable. I appreciate that. You know, um, <clears throat> what a, like, you, first of all, you guys got to get um, okay coaches on here if you can. 
Um, I'll st- I'll send him a message myself. He, he's Wait, have guy. him contact me. I will do that for you. But like, he's like, I, I, I like him because like we chat like every single day, right? Like this guy's awesome, right? right? So, so he tells me all the time, like, you know what? He said, you know, Mike, people like you're so easily approachable and you don't come across as entitled, but like, man, like you're like, we get you going. And like, he's like, he's, I don't know how you do it. He goes, you can like, it can be someone you've never seen in your entire life. And then like the moment you like, they say something to you or they're, they're kind of nervous. Like you just make it so simple and so easy. Yeah, and um, I never believed that, but like, so I often never believed that, but now that I've heard it from you and I've heard it from, um, I heard it from uh, another podcast I did also as well. Coach talk podcast. What's up my mm-hmm. guy. And, um, you know, and he made a, uh, this like similar like comments and I'm just like, listen, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I personally don't think I'm any anything any special at all. I'm just a just a six foot one, you know, black dude who likes to go to parks. And um, and the only reason I probably stand out is because there's not a ton of like black enthusiasts in our community. Um, Rob's rise was up, and like you know, I'll probably go into a little de- detail later on. GP coaches, what's going on, guys? You know, so <laughs> with those guys, but like. As far as like um you know like like enthusiasts, I guess I kind of stand out. I'm like, well, I said if you look at our channel, the channel, man, it's like you got a bunch of <laughs> so you got Ryan is legend, like, but like I'm pretty sure I stand out because I'm the only black dude in the channel. <laughs> so it's so, like so I'm pretty sure it's not not hard to miss the the tall guy over there with the long hair, I guess, smiling, who's just you know yelling on I three hundred five. Well, I really make a strong connection with what you're channel represents i mean a little bit of history about me i was raised in a very small town of ten thousand people okay basically if you were not white and straight you're going to hell i mean that's the way i was raised that that was how i was raised and you know life experiences happened and um the school that i'm at you know, I feel like God put me there for a reason. I've been, I've been teaching for 24 years. I've been at my school for 19 years. We are, you know, in inner city Louisville. We're in English as a second language school. We're 26 different languages spoken in school. That's amazing. We have, um, I know there's, you know, we have straight teachers. We have homosexual teachers. We have transgender. We have everybody. And all I can say is what a blessing it has been <laughs> because, you know, once uh, one, my, my nephew says it best, he says small towns produce small minds mm. and um, boy, <laughs> true words were never spoken. You know, it's, once I got out of there and really started experiencing the world, the more I, appreciate diversity and i find myself drawn more to communities that have that and you know the more the more i talk to people that you know maybe have a different opinion than me or have a different background than me you know from a different walk of life than i do one of the things i really enjoy is you know number one learning and educating myself but also, you know, even if we don't agree, you know, being able to sit down and have a conversation and learn from each other. And I think that's what a lot of society today is lacking is, you know, if you don't agree with me, you're canceled. You know, this whole 
cancel culture movement, you know, and that sort of thing. I, I embrace the opportunity to be with people that are different than me, you know, and I, my, I have many friends, I have fr- so many friends with different cultural backgrounds, different political preferences, different religions, and none of that matters to me. You know, we learn from each other, we appreciate each other, and we all get together to do what we love. That's what's important. I love that. Um, and uh, the way you articulated that was is, is spot on. Like every single word you just mentioned there. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's crazy because like the whole point of America, right, is uh, like the United States of America is, is the, we're supposed to be the nation of diversity as far as just how we are, you know, we embody our culture and what we are. And the whole, you know, point of succeeding back, you know, hundreds of years ago from they've kind of been like, we're looked at so differently. <clears throat> like if you visit other countries or whatever, it's just like, you just looked at so differently, but I agree with that. You know, like, like ignorance is, uh, it, it can only be stated so well when you got people that are, that, 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 that dislike someone by the way they look or the way they talk or you know, difference of opinion or no one's going to agree on everything. You, you like you, you can in a respectful way disagree with someone you can mm-hmm. also in a calm and polite way say hey i may not like like your stance on something or i may not agree with what you have going on or hey you know because you're a republican or if you're you know democrat or if you're you know liberal so so it's just you you know it doesn't matter you know, <laughs> you know like, like yeah. that stuff doesn't matter no no one's no one's going to agree on everything like all, all the same time and if you, if we did if we had a world like that there'd be no progression so it's a, you know it's important to have like as you mentioned as well a, a nice foundation of i'm glad that you got that opportunity to go there and kind of see hey you know i got out of a situation where if you're you know, if you're if you're white and straight then you're going to hell right but like mm-hmm. if you're never taken out of that environment and shown something different it's all you know and as you mentioned the Absolutely. more you learn the more you learn the more you can grow and expand your your depth of knowledge and it, it actually makes you a better person and, yes and also just it just it just it just i'm all about getting more knowledge on, on anything i don't, I don't yes. like to um pertain as ignorance so i love that and um and it also makes this world less judgmental so um, the less you can judge, the the more the more accepting the world becomes, and there's mm-hmm. less friction. And then um, everyone, as far as, as human beings, are having a better life. Yes, totally agree. So, um, thinking back to the talking about the Eltar Ryan YouTube channel, you know, you talked about just self. So, you being you, uniquely you, you know, within the full realm of the YouTube channel, what unique contributions do you feel that you've brought to the channel with your well, you know, own like, personality? Well, I think it's, uh, um, you know, like I, I really love what, uh, what Brandon does. <laughs> um, this is a uh, theme park predictions. And um, he's always got this beautiful saying in his video, you know, be positive <clears throat> and just keep writing, you know? So like, I, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, probably what I bring is just, you know, I bring awareness of just be yourself at all times mm-hmm. and, and, and just, you know, have fun and, and try to enjoy as you can and just, but just be realistic. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not someone that's, um, it's just like PC or corporate at all. I'm going to say what I feel when I feel like saying it. Right. So, 
that's how I am. I know I, I can do stuff in a respective way. Like, and, and I, I don't back off of certain things. And I, I'm not really a go with the flow kind of guy. Uh, I'm more of a, what's that? Like uh, one of the one of the things like do not go where the path may lead, go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. <laughs> and so like that, that, that's, that's more who I am. And so as far as the channel, you know, like I'm always looking to, you know, I'm more about what can be done. That's not the same. Right. Um, it's not the same that someone else is doing anybody. And it's no, it's no disrespect to anybody at all, but like, you know, there people do countdowns and people do this and rankings, like, you know, like they're not easy at all. They're very difficult to do, but <clears throat> something like what Ryan does as far as like the problematic coasters, like breaking down rides, mm-hmm. teaching people about, you know, like even like not even just enthusiasts, regular people, right? Like, cause, um, the people that, that generate more views on channel aren't enthusiasts. We're nothing. Like we're like a small part of the, we're, we're a small part of people yes. that attend parks. And so your general audience has to be people that are just clicking on something. They don't know anything about it, but those problematic coach videos are amazing. Like the, like the level of detail and, and the work that Ryan puts in as far as the research. Um, I can't tell you how hard those are. Um, so like, you know, like I, I, I encourage it for him. Right. So like, for me, like, I, I feel like, you know, giving him more encouragement, giving him more, Hey man, how about you try this ride? You know, like, yeah. I, I think that'd be a good one, you know, like, um, you know, try this coast route. What, what do you think about this one? Uh, or he's got another series coming out that I'm not going to spoil because that, that's his platform, <clears throat> this is coming out, which I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, cause it, it hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. but like, I'm all about, um, I think what I bring is creativity. You know, like, yeah. like, like, I'm, 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 I'm always trying to do be be different than what something else has already been done. Yes. And if you do something else has done, have a you know, have your own style or you know, your own flavor on it that's kind of different from everybody else. You know, that way it kind of it, it, it stands out. Someone that does something that someone else does, uh-huh. you know, it doesn't really like make you you know brand unique. But like, build your brand, make it something unique, and then at the same time, always be centered to who you are. Um, so that, that's kind of like what I kind of like, you know, provide for him. Like, hey, keep being you. Don't ever change from that. Don't like, don't ever change who you are. Just, just stay in the flow. And if you got an idea or a concept, and even if you think it's a bad one, try it anyway. You know, like you don't know what it's going to be. Try it out anyway. Throw it out there. See, you know, see if it, see if it, you know, if, if someone bites on it. If no one bites the hook, you know, okay, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we got, we can throw more lines in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. So, but like, just put it out there. See if anybody to bite. If not cool there's there's more coming and you know that's one of the things as a teacher too that i see so much in children that i spend so much time trying to help them overcome is you know the pressure to be like everybody else and um as an art teacher too you know you'll see the kids they're trying to make their work look just like somebody else's you know or whatever or it's not good enough in their opinion, if it's not like somebody else's. So, you know, that's one of the talks that we have a lot, in, even in my classroom, is if everybody's work was the same, my job would be boring. I try, you know, <laughs> I, see, I see about 150 kids a day, give or take. And as if I sit down and I look at the same work over and over again, 150 times, how exciting do you think my job would be? And I mean, the kids will laugh because I'm like, all my hair would be gray. <laughs> I would get old really fast. I'd be tired and I want to go do something else. 
You're right. You know, then they start to get it. You know, if you, and I tell them, nobody ever changed the world by doing, doing what everybody else does. That's right. You have to do something different. You know, you put your own spin on it, do your own touch. You know, and that really, it does. It starts to get them more inspired to try new things, not be so afraid, you know, to make mistakes or whatever, or, you know, worry about it if it doesn't look like somebody else's, but, you know, appreciate what they can do and what they bring, you know, what they bring to the table. And it's, you know, like that too, outside of the classroom with, like you said, being who you are and not, changing yourself to be what you think others want you to be in order yeah. to fit in. Yeah, because if you do that, if you conform to someone else's ideals of what they want you to be, then you're not really being you. No. Yeah, there, there's nothing genuine about that. So no. I agree that that's often your art that you uh that you do art because like I, I you know it's funny I went I went the I started college as an art major because because oh, really? like, art art was a big part of my life growing up. I was, I was at APR in high school and oh wow um I was very good at uh portraits and uh uh-huh. still life so I, I can okay. i can draw anything i can draw anything and make it look exactly what it is oh, wow. and um chalk pastel was like um charcoal and chalk pastel was my mediums to go to mm-hmm. and uh kind of like uh like gabby <clears throat> uh um gabby gomez whatever like yes. she's a she's a tremendous artist her casey you know like like oh, <clears throat> these them, these guys them. these are guys are tremendous artists and um and i love like what they would always put out there for the create working creativity i love supporting them what they do but you know, I was an art major, so it's kind of cool because art is subjective, right? So like, there's <clears throat> there's nothing ever wrong as far as art piece because all it is is an artist putting out what they vision as far as vision, mm-hmm. and then um, and that's why I think I've, something I've always loved about art is that it's just you can put anything on paper or or, or any kind of medium or paint or mm-hmm. and put out there and like you, there's always something to be found on the sheet, and then if you're as Bob Ross used to say, you know, if you make a happy mistake, no. <laughs> there are it's, no mistakes. They're called you, happy accidents. <laughs> you're not you're kidding me. I have a big plush Bob Ross in my classroom. Are you and, really? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> and every awesome. time I get a new group of kids, I got to go get Bob. And they know I'll say no mistakes. They'll say only happy accidents. Happy accidents. <laughs> and they know Bob's up there. They know Bob's watching. And then they're not allowed to ball up that paper and throw it away either. <laughs> we have to great, first... great guy. I was obsessed with him. I mean, like, uh, I just recently saw, I just saw a documentary about his life on Netflix uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, actually, um, with his son. And uh, they're kind of telling the stories about his life. It's pretty interesting. I learned, I learned a whole lot about him um, that I didn't know behind the scenes. But <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of cool that you that you're that you dig an art, man. That's awesome. Well, and the kids, the kids will look at me. They're so proud of themselves. So, look, Miss Dykes, I made a happy accident. <laughs> And they're happy with it. I mean, this is a 180 from some of them a few years ago before I brought brought Bob into the classroom that would just get angry and tear the paper up. They don't do it anymore. I love the fact that you got a you got a a white guy there with a fro in a beard. That's so great. Probably got a found him on I found a big big one on eBay for fifteen dollars. That's awesome. Get it? Okay. So um, back to our questions. What do you strive to bring to the coaster community as a recognizable influencer in the amusement parks? You know what? It's, um, 
That's a that's a really good question. You know, like, like I said, um, I just probably probably just kind of continuing the same path as uh, our previous thought period. Like just um, excitement. You know, it's just the having an awareness to amusement park. And like for me, it's more than just you know coasters, flat rides, and you know popcorn or funnel cakes or you know drinks <clears> at <throat> the park, man. Like for me, it, it is like like any. I didn't know how much I missed a park until the pandemic happened, right? So Kings Dominion was closed for the entire 2020 mm-hmm. season, and they closed uh, in 19. So 526 days, you know, right? I'd like my home park. I had no access to it, right? And so with that and Bush Gardens um, having their kind of like semi kind of opening, but not really. It was just a um, it was it was hard for me. And so like what I what I really strive to influence is that. There's there's more to you know going to the music park than just you know riding coasters and, and, and kind of eating man like one thing it does is you walk probably like you without even knowing it, you probably walk about ten miles a day so it's like it's like a good way to exercise it's a wonderful foundation to like work on building personal skills and interacting with others you also have a discipline that you learn as well too as far as like learning to adhere to specific rules and guidelines in place. Um, the area, I mean, the job, like the job, <laughs> the music park is still, it's supposed to be fun, right? And so you learn patience as well, too. Like, hey, I, I got to stand in line for 30, 35, 40 minutes. So, you know, like, you, you kind of pick up on a lot of, like, regular day or regular life value that you never really consider. It's really, you never step back and think, hey, uh, I'm learning how to, like, be around. I'm, I'm also in a public place where I'm just surrounded by every type of group of people out here. Like no one cares, right? No one's no one's over here thinking, hey, oh my God, the guy just sat down. I don't want to sit in the same seat as 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 airtime Mike just sat in because he was over there and I, I don't believe in that and that kind of stuff. Like, no, you there's there's a you you build friendships, you build relationships, you build lifetime bonds. You there are people that have met their husbands and their wives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like <clears throat> you bring your family. And so I, I just try to bring an awareness to to like, hey, you know, come out of the house. Yes. Go visit a park, you know, saying like go out there and, you know, and have a good time and just kind of just relax and enjoy yourself and don't overthink it. You know, like, so like, don't, hey, don't, don't say, hey, oh my God, it's 35 minutes. And like, you know, and you're that person that's like, oh, this ride up's going through this and this person's doing that. I'm like, let's have a conversation while we're in line. Take a look at, take a look at the structure that we're looking at and how, how do you think mm-hmm. they built this? And, uh, you know, think about that. Think about when they, when they put this together or where the engineer, was mapping out the, the, the you know, the blueprints and saying, hey, um, what we're going to do on in Timmy 3 or 5 is we're going to have a drop in here in five feet and turn to five to six Gs. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, like, and, some, and somebody was like, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, and, and I'm thankful for that. You know, but so I, ho- I hope to bring a level of, hey, uh, awareness of parks. I got so many coworkers and friends that, that, that haven't been to parks. And then they started watching the channel and then they actually started going to parks. And so that's awesome. And it brought and it brought like friendship. It, it really brought joy. And if it, especially for like children and kids growing up, you know, like, you know, we live in this digital world where everybody sits behind a phone or a laptop or, you know, tablet or a computer screen. And, um, you know, with with a, a strike of a button, they don't learn life goals. Right. Hey, you disagree with me. You don't like what I say. I'll block you or I'll unfriend you. Exactly. Whatever, right? That's what we were and discussing so, earlier. Yeah. And so like being able to like get out into and put you in an environment where you're forced to interact yes. and, you know, forced to interact and you kind of learn this kind of ways and it, it actually builds you as a person. Okay. Now, you know what? I spent the day, 
you don't realize, but yeah, that's what the day it came to me. I mean, I got, I got to hang out with my dad or my sister or my mom, and I never really do at home. And we didn't just sit around and just watch a movie or, you know, just go. We got to go out and talk, and we walked, and we had conversations, and we got to go on an observation tower. We got to go ride a few things. Or the people that don't ride, hey, come come take a look at these trees and the scenic and look around and, you know, grab a bite and just smile and, you know, be the back person. If you're going to be the back person that holds the bags while everybody's on, own that. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> be that back person. So, that's what I try to do. I try to instill a level of awareness and positivity to the community um, to get people to go out there and just enjoy the time because, you know, the more people come out and enjoy parks, the more that I'm going to get out of it personally because, if you know, mm-hmm. attendance goes up and people spend their money, we'll get new things. We'll get we'll get new companies. Mm-hmm. Who who knows what's going to be the next, like, the next RMC? They, they didn't exist prior to 2011. No, so, like, who knows you know, what we're going to have next year and then what we'll have 10 years from now because – 10 years ago, we had New Texas Giant. That's all we had. We didn't we, we didn't know, like, hey, we're going to get Gwazi and, you know, like, Twin of the Timbers and Vengeance and all these rides later on in life. We didn't know that they even existed. So the more people come out there, the more awareness comes out, you know, the more awareness, the more money gets built and it builds capital. And, you know, these companies and these parks can just continue to grow and build. And then more importantly, it gets people from just getting out of the home and just sitting around and doing nothing. Be active. I'm all about being active. So, like, just, just, yes. just be as active as you possibly can. Um, and that's that's kind of like what I think I, okay. I want to bring to this community. You were talking about the exercise benefit of amusement parks. That is one of the main things that has motivated me to get healthy and stay healthy. You know, reality is, if I want to be able to get around the parks physically but you know and also ride the coasters to the level that i want to be able to ride them experience them i have to take care of my body right so it doesn't hurt you know i have arthritis in my knees even though i've lost the weight arthritis doesn't go away it's there kind of like a dark shadow but my knees don't hurt as long as i keep the strength built up in my legs but you know i did notice it was actually just about just a year ago after king's island closed down for the season within two weeks even though i had a significant portion of my weight off i wasn't quite finished yet but i had a significant portion of my weight off my knee pain was gone within two weeks of king's island closing my knee pain came back and that, I mean, literally a stabbing pain. I could hardly do the steps and stuff at work. And I'm like, that's it. You're not just going to be able, you know, to have to keep your weight off. You're going to have to stay in shape while the parks are closed. So, you know, that's what really motivated me to start exercising and, you know, take, take, take being healthy to the next level. And I did not even fully realize the benefits of it until this year. Like some of the RMCs, I remember still vengeance used to physically hurt me. It like hurt my legs and stuff. I could ride it maybe two or three times and then I would have to stop. This year I could ride it as many times as I want to. <laughs> no pain whatsoever. You know, I've got the core strength built up, got my leg strength built up. And I mean, it's it's the health benefits of parks and amusement, you know. And coaster riding for me have been life transforming. And I really like that you mentioned 
the different roles that people can have going to amusement parks. Because, you know, some people think, oh, I don't ride roller coasters. I, there's no reason for me to go. But you talk, you know, like even the person holding the bags, you know, there's something there for everybody. And once you're there, <laughs> atmosphere, it keeps a lot of people wanting to come back. And, you know, you were talking about waiting in those long lines. I can be in a two-hour line. And if I'm with the right people, that two-hour wait can feel like 10 minutes. Flies right by. <clears throat> it just flies right by. It does. And it's cool because you're right, right? It could take a, you know, an introverted person and make them, you know, come out of their shells. And it could take an extroverted person, kind of like myself here, and uh, and make them, you know, bring it down a little notch also as well mm-hmm. and become listeners. Um, what I like to do. And uh, I was laughing because someone was like, I was asking, like, do you guys think I'm an introvert or an extrovert? Like, we don't have to ask that question. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like are you sure? I was like, I'm a quiet guy. They're like, no, you're not. <laughs> sure. Well, you have selective quiet moments. I guess so. Okay. So I know we've both attended Hollywood Nights. That's where we met each other. Are there other coaster enthusiast events that you have attended? And if so, which one's your favorite and why? Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I've been to a lot, you know, um, I've done the Phoenix Fall Fun Festival. Um, I've been out of Dollywood and done their um, uh, Rocky Mountain <laughs> um, kind of meet up with Ace as well. Okay. And um, Coast to Crew. Uh, I've done some of the other things as well, the Kings to Me. So I've done a lot of different uh, events. My favorite event is, is still Hollywood Nights. Um, you know, it just trumps it all. You know, I've been to CoasterCon. Um, you know, so I've been to... I've been to a fair amount of different events. I've been I've been very fortunate and very lucky and thankful, man. I've attended a lot of coaster openings, um, commercial shoots, and uh, kind of like behind the scenes. I've had the opportunity to see a lot of things. Um, even as um, being as thankful as going to Corey Wall over at Fiesta, Texas, I'm going to thank Josh. Uh, he's one of the the park heads over there at Fiesta, Texas, for giving us the opportunity to do that. And, uh, and so it's just – you know, I've been very fortunate, but Hollywood Nights is, um, it trumps it all. And, and the reason why it trumps it all is, uh, and it's not even about Trembler's Voyage at Night, which is which is a great thing, but it's the only time and event, the only time, it's a, it's a, full, it's a weekend experience for me. I, I literally cater my whole vacation around Hollywood Nights. And so I get, well, now I'm going to get like Sisters vacation now, but like <laughs> I literally plan, like I know this year Hollywood Nights is June 2nd and June 3rd next year. I already know that. Right, so uh, so I'm I'm already off the week before that or the week after that. I always plan it out, but it's uh it's it's the only time of the year where people like me, like you, you know, <clears throat> like get to a park for for two it's for two full days. The park gives you, you know, there are people that want to film, you know, uh, stuff all the time. There are people that want to ride. There are people that just want to just go to get the food experience. And in the, the holiday world, does such a good job of conforming and putting this event on you've got executives that are visible the treatment is special the i the location is in the middle of nowhere indiana right <clears throat> like when i tell people i go to santa claus indiana they think i'm lying i'm like no it's a real place <laughs> you know it's like you're going to santa claus i'm like i'm not kidding when i say this and but like everybody comes from everywhere you got people from california people from michigan people from texas i'm from virginia you know like florida like just, and they all come together for 
literally a park that has three wooden coasters and one steel coaster. They have, this park has four or five roller got the kitty one, but they have four roller coasters in a water park. And, yeah. it, it, and they make it work to be one of the most attractive places to go. And it's because they treat you so well. You know, you, you've got great food, an incredible atmosphere. I can't tell you how, how much the ride ops contribute to the experience of getting the energy going and the energy flowing and just having just they make they make it so special where it's like okay you know what i'm, I'm so i'm just so happy to come back next year you get a chance to marathon if you're a photographer or if you're a videographer or you know cameraman like you have instead of like picking your moment to say okay well you know like, i, I want to film I, I don't want to miss out like no they dedicated time to you say hey you got three hours we're doing a walk back tour you got the film the event itself is is my in, in my opinion it's just a perfect event and then the people make it more special than what it is i just love um going to hollywood nights and like and like why i feel like it's just so special and unique and it's um from the park appearance the way they treat you the rides the people the camaraderie the food the atmosphere mm -hmm. the energy um you're never gonna like there's i've done them all there's no other event where people bring that much energy into a kosher event um and it, it, it has been top for me i don't think it can't be top and it, it's a reason why i'm going to continue to keep attending every single year i would agree with the energy level the hype of going through the line each time to ride voyage <laughs> just builds <laughs> and builds and builds and builds and it doesn't it doesn't let up the whole evening and i think that's what gives me the stamina <laughs> to keep riding that many times so let's talk about your most recent contribution to the coaster community tell me more about your black coaster enthusiast meetups you know, what's inspired you to organize those? What kind of impact do you feel that they've had on the community? What kind of impact has it had on you? And what are your plans for the future? Uh, thanks for asking about that, Kim. And, uh, you know, it, it, here's the, you know, it, I'm going to sound like a, <laughs> I'm sound like a hypocrite here, but um, the Black Enthusiast Meetup. Hollywood Nights is the best, you know, like kosher event, and but like this was like the best overall like coaster weekend I ever did, and you know it all stemmed from um, I've been trying to do it for a few years, um, and it all started with um, kind of like within my own group, you know, like um, I'm not the only like black dude in the group, uh, well and a half black, and Ryan is like half black, so he, he definitely counts. <laughs> so, and um, you know, but I what I kept seeing was is that there weren't a lot of people at parks that actually looked like me as far as the, in the community. Um, I, I, Rob's rides, um, Rob, man, he, he, I followed, I actually followed Rob before I followed Ryan, uh, before I Ryan. and, uh, man, he's got such a great humor. And, and I love like what he did as far as his, as his he is, a, he's super intelligent when it comes to like his memes and his coaching and the way he puts his words adaption in there. But like between him and, um, I'd say uh, actually just probably just Rob. He's like the only like other black enthusiast that I pretty much knew when it came to black enthusiasts. And over the years, you know, I've met a whole lot more um, coming out. But 
you know, there's just so few, right? And, and, I, and I remember thinking one day when I was making a list, I'm like, okay, there's me. I said, I, said, I know there's me. I know there's Angelo Giles. Uh, I know there's Rob, you know, <clears throat> you got Mr. King Coasters out there. You got Jewel the Magic. You know, I was like, okay, we got Gooch and Dewey. Okay, so, okay, so and then like, you know, then I started going even more, like you've got Izzy out there. And then like, you know, as the more I keep talking, I'm like, I'm counting, I'm like, okay, I got like, seven eight people i'm like is that all we have in this community and then it made me think that well maybe there's not an awareness that hey this is something that you know you know black people do like like we go out you know go to the parks and ride things it's like uh you know maybe that maybe 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 they don't know and, and so when i came up with the idea um it was uh it was more okay i wanted to be Hey, let's get some black people together and, and all come to a park. And, and then it kind of expand out to just to like tonight like minorities in general. It's like, okay, let's just kind of expand this out here and just kind of see what we can do out here. And um, you know, the sadly, you know, I got a lot of pushback. You know, I, I used to get hate, hate messages and hate mails from people like, hey, we're gonna ruin the event. And you know, like, you know, what if someone did an all-white event? And you know, so it's just like oh, goodness. Yeah, it, it was. I got some serious pushback, which is why initially, um, and even to this day, the, for this first one, we never announced the location or where it was, just the date, uh-huh. just so we, you know, we didn't want to have any kind of problems at all for the first time. And um, as I put it out there, I probably expected maybe like, you know, just those six or seven to come out, and then like, you know, it ended up being amazing because we ended I up getting, <clears throat> yeah, we ended up getting a uh, uh, thirty. Uh, you know, for the like, <laughs> like yeah. for the first, you know, for like the first time around, and um, now you've got, you know, the, like there's a group out there called uh, Melvin Cushion Enthusiasts. They're on Facebook. I definitely check them out if you uh, if you know them as well. And then you know, Swaggy, you know, Swaggy's out there. And so <laughs> then you've got, you know, the, then you get the Black Cushion Enthusiasts, Black Cushion Society. And so I'm learning about other different like you know groups that are you know out here. And then when we had the event, there was so much support. Um, it was almost overwhelming. Like, and like we we did our best to work with the park and um, to get like you know we don't want anything special privileges at all. We, we just put it where is it? Hey, we're gonna be at the park on this day. Uh, if you do see a group of like a lot of you know like walking uh-huh. through, just like you know, just in case to kind of put an awareness and, you know, the, the, they work, they, they didn't want really to work with us as well. We wanted to, um, we did get some help from our friend named Will. He's a, he's a Woodbush Garden and he gave us like a nice little picnic area for on day two, but it exploded after the first time. It was by far the, the best day. We went to Kings Domain on a Saturday. Um, we, we put it to a vote to what park we wanted to attend. And, um, this was not, uh, like this, so the concept and idea was mine, but I wanted the, the um, everyone to vote on where they wanted to go and we wanted to do it. And then it was Julius uh, who had the idea that we should do it on June, because we we're trying to find the date. And he was like, how great would it be to do it on Juneteenth weekend? You know, the symbolization of Black people being free and the recognition of the hard work and what we went through as far as like, you know, for being slaves. I was like, okay, you know what? That makes sense. Let's, let's, let's do that. And uh, the only problem with that <laughs> that we did, I, ne- I did not think about until like oh, about a week before is that that's also Father's Day weekend. Um, so we're changing it up next year. But um, it was amazing. You know, like we, we went to Kings Domain on a Saturday. We started out in front and then uh, ended up being like over like, you know, like, almost like 30 people. And then uh, it grew. And then we had like the most best day at Kings Domain. Like, uh, like a fast lane wasn't really necessary. It wasn't necessary. We got to ride every coaster in the park. 
We had all, we had people flying in. Miguel, the the annual pass holder, who's actually changed his name now. He made a nice vlog that he's got up there now uh, on it also as well. And um, so check it out on YouTube if you haven't had a chance to see it yet. And it's it was unbelievable. Um, you know, we did Kings of Man on Saturday. That Saturday, uh, Juneteenth weekend, and we put the remaining did Bush Gardens on Sunday. Um, and then uh, after the event. Uh, was closed after this wonderful day. No problems at the park. We ate at the Outpost Cafe there in Jonalex and got to meet the chefs. And we just had such it, it was it was such an amazing time. And the biggest feedback I got from the guys that when I was hanging around was like, we didn't know there were so many people out here that actually love coasters that were black and, and like we didn't think it was acceptable to be someone of with like nature that actually go up and enjoy his parks. And uh, I'm glad that, uh, it, you know, it wasn't looked at as, you know, hey, they're tr- we're, we're trying to better up people or do something better than that. It's like, no, we're just trying to provide an awareness. Um, I've seen a few things like that now, like ever since, you know, before even before our event, I saw the girls do the women's takeover on Voyage. I thought that was amazing. Um, just seeing women in the community. Um, and then as far as planning for next year, yeah, we're actually doing this next year and it's actually way bigger next year. So we're probably going to have about maybe like one to 200 um, next year. We're actually going to, uh, over Georgia, uh, next year. Um, everything was voted. So like this, so it like, we did everything by vote. I put, I, this is not my choice. Everything was by vote. I didn't even want to, Kings to me is my home park. Right. So, um, it, originally the plan was to do Carowinds and they got everybody voted out away from Carowinds like we'd rather go to Kings Demand. I was like, okay. Um and it, the criteria was basically we want a, a park that was close to an airport so, so that people can travel. And then if people didn't have like rental cars and couldn't afford them, they can have like an easy quick Uber or people can ride into the parks pretty well. Criteria was that a hotel near property, uh, a good park, fun park good ride selection, overall good experience, location prime. And um, and I thought Carolyn was, was, was kind of the perfect spot for that. And they, these guys were like, Mike, you got, you're like, we'll, we'll, like, they all voted for Kings Dominion because they wanted to tie in Bush Gardens along with Pantheon. So that's kind of cool. So next year we're doing Atlanta. We're going to get over Georgia and we're going to do Fun Spot Atlanta um, next year. And we're just switching up the dates on there because uh, we're not going to we can't take fathers away from their kids on Father's Day weekend. So well, we're going to be doing it the following weekend. And um, and this thing has got so much legs now that my inbox was like almost overwhelming <laughs> with responses and messages. Hey, I want to go. What's going on next time? We didn't have any black females. So we're really encouraging black females to come next uh, to come next year, which there are. We, I think we've already got like. 20 that have already said they're going to come through and kind of you know and set it up here but this is going to be major next year um now thankfully i I do know uh one of the people that actually works in like in upper management uh for open georgia so like we we should probably get be able to do a lot more um as this event uh you know gets gets going and gets bigger but like this is going to be something we're going to try to do every single year and we're going to change locations every single Mm -hmm. year also and so I think we, we voted on uh, Georgia for next year. I think the year I think we're going to Texas in 24. Uh, so, and that's where originally where Gene Pink was born from. Uh, so we're, we're going to pay homage to history when we do that. But yeah, <clears throat> that was the biggest thing. The biggest thing was people didn't know. And then it gave people uh, the feel comfortable. And um, I heard some amazing stories, you know, like from just, just from certain people out here. Uh, you know, who, who used to be type X thrills. Alan out there in California holding it down. He's just like, 
Mike, I, I, you know, I was going to parts by myself. And then another guy, he's like, hey, you know, I was going to parts by myself. And I was like, I didn't know, you know, so I didn't know, or I, I find one other. So they, they just, we, we had a, a blast and I'm glad it's ignited something new in the community. And then uh, that, that that's really, really grown into something that I didn't expect to see, honestly, because I didn't know so many uh, black, you know, black people really like to go to parks. And now we're going to get even next year. I'm really excited. It will be really, really exciting. Um, I'm really looking forward to next year uh, for the, as far as that goes. And, and it went, uh, I want to say this as well too, before I um, go out, I'm going to talk about it a lot, but it went without a single hiccup. Like, like it literally went without a single hiccup. No drama, no one got any arguments, no fighting. It was dead on positivity from rope drop to, to the last night right on 305. And we, we couldn't have, we're, we're very thankful for Kings Demand. They did a tremendous job on that Saturday. Everything operated, nothing was over like 20 minutes of a wait. The operations were incredible. Uh, it was a beautiful day outside. It was like 81, 82 degrees outside. It, it was, it couldn't have asked for a better day. You know, we couldn't ask for a better day. And uh, we're hoping to repeat that experience and do it even bigger next year in Georgia next year. We'll see you uh, soon there over Texas, over Georgia. Well, that's absolutely amazing. And I'm just, I'm so happy that the turnout exceeded your expectations and it's continuing to grow. Cause you, that's one of the things I've noticed you know, especially, you know, being in a diverse school where I teach, you know, every day, when I go to enthusiast events, that's one of the things that's really stood out to me is it's mostly white people, <laughs> almost always white people. So um, not only have you managed to, you know, build community, you know, bring people out of isolation and bring them together. It would be really nice to see some of those enthusiasts at our events as well and have a more diverse culture at the enthusiast events. I think that would just be an incredible thing and be an even more opportunity to bring people together. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just... You know, <laughs> I'm not even like a real sentimental person, but I I, I can tell you this: like it's uh, that was as close as I've probably ever been to like being that way, and it was just like I like uh, there was moments where I just kind of just stood back and was just looking just looking around and just saying, "Man, this is incredible." You know, it was like it's like I didn't like uh, even for me being humbled as I I was very humbled by the fact that there's you know we got guys flying in from California, guys flying in from. Uh, Texas and Florida and you know like Ohio and Michigan I'm like these guys came out of their way and some people had to like take multiple flights and a few days to get there to trouble get there. and it just it all worked out you know and, and it's just it's very humbling man to know that you know um you know some people I guess they see it as okay well this there's this guy Mike in the community and I'm like I'm nobody like and I still feel that way I'm like, no one's gonna change my mind now but I'm just I'm just a normal guy that just goes to parks but if I could, if I could take the platform and, and, and that we have that that's available for it, and and open the door for future, you know, black enthusiasts or even like any minority man, is bank like any minority women, like all, all of them, right? Like that's that's positive for me because like I feel like this community is growing and it's getting bigger and better, and um, there are people out here that want to make say oh the, the toxicity because a, a person may be toxic but as i always say like one person doesn't speak for the majority and um you know they're, they're the outlier they're not they're not they're not the example they're the outlier and so 
So if one person is being toxic, that's an isolated situation. So like they're even though they're saying so when someone says, "Oh, I think the coach community is toxic," I'm, I'm like, "Well, I'm part of the coach community, man. I, I don't think I mean, I'm toxic. If I am, someone let me know, you know." So, <laughs> but if you if you're saying, "Hey, this person over here is doing things that they're not supposed to be doing," and that's uh, guess what? That's that's how the world is. That's it doesn't matter if it's coach community or job or school or whatever, like there's always going to be somebody that's usually not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So you can't, you can't always like tie the friction to that. This community is amazing. You know, so, you know, so just being able to just, just kind of, kind of see the, you know, that there's, there's a lot of diversity out here and just kind of going on. Maybe, maybe that's my mark and maybe that's what, you know, what I'm going to leave, leave behind and I hope they continue to grow on there. But, um, I'm looking forward to that event now. So now I've got two events a year that I look forward to now, Hollywood Nights and the, and the Black Coach and Business Meetup. And um, I'm glad that we're going to have this opportunity to here to really, really um, grow this thing to be something really, really big and special. And um, any of those uh, guys that are listening here as part of the community, hey, we're going to be out there over Georgia June 23rd to 25th. So, so take your vacations, plan it, book your flights. We're giving you the heads up. <laughs> and it won't be on Father's Day weekend, so you can hang out with your kids this year. And we're sorry for any dads that they get the chance to see their, um, you know, their kids or any sons that couldn't hang out with their fathers because you know your time, Mike, didn't think about uh, that. It's the fact it's the same weekend as Father's Day, so my apologies for that. Well, positivity is a contagious thing. Thank you so much for bringing this whole new element and era to the coastal community and I look forward to seeing just how much it grows next year and beyond because I think it's only going to continue to grow and get bigger from here. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my man Prime Rides also man. Like he's he's doing a really good job um with one of those groups out there on the Melon Beach group. So like Prime Ride, he he's he's an awesome guy. Nice positivity, taking mm-hmm. uh, these black groups and like they just went to Cedar Point recently as well. So like like I don't have a Facebook, but like he's been trying to get me to join. I might have to uh, uh, I'll, I'll have to I have to create a Facebook and do something like that. But like he's doing a great job out there, like more so than I'm doing. He's trying to get it sanctioned and set up and everything. So like you know shout out to that guy for doing all the work that he's doing. They go by Prime Junior. Is that yes? <laughs> you I know, know who he is. Yes, he's doing I'm a great I'm friends job. with him on Facebook and through Instagram. He he's seems been, to, he seems to be awesome. He's, yeah, he's someone I would me. love to meet up with at some point. I've never met him in person. Looking forward to meeting him, um, but I'm, I'm de- I'll definitely see him next year because he's 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 coming next year. Um, but, but um, man, like he's 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 doing a wonderful job out there. And, uh, you know, and just, I just want to make sure that you know everybody stay positive and just have keep having fun with it. Okay. And even yourself, you know, you know, it's just like Kim, like like you don't understand like your impact as far as like women goes. You know, like taking that picture in front of you know with you, Casey. I forget, and I apologize. I, I don't know the young lady's name. I'm so bad with names. That was Tiff. also in a Tiff. Okay, hey Tiff, yeah. and um. But like seeing you guys that had you know, your voice tattoos, oh my yeah. god, that was incredible. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just like it's like you three women. I'm like, I challenge any to go find any three men that got tattoos of boys on themselves. Like really, <laughs> but, but it's just the women in the community, man. Like uh, I can't tell you like how important that is. You know, because my first Hollywood night, there might have been like two or three women there. And then it's like mm-hmm. it grows more, and then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and so. That opens the door for women, you know, like which is gonna open additional doors. You know, we got Leah being one of the, the, the women at least Hollywood, the holiday world. So it's like, you know, more black people, more women, you know, more it's just 
growth. You know, growth in a community where it doesn't come across as, as you know, all similar faces we talked earlier about everything being the same. But like diversity and growth ignites a fire and a fire keeps growing, man. And it's just, I'm just going to be burning with joy. <laughs> I'm just excited. Okay. Okay. Now, I know earlier you were talking about your, you know, your contribution to the uh, YouTube channel and community, and you really emphasize the importance of being yourself. Is there any other advice you would like to give to those who are listening? <sighs> oh, man, this is, uh, yeah, I can get some advice out there. You know, here's, here's my advice is, um, you know what, here's, here's and it's uh, it's kind of I don't know how to get how people are gonna accept this, but my advice is this: go out there and have fun, and 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 don't just go out there and have fun and do you don't complain and, and stop making excuses. My advice to people is don't make excuses. Right? There are there are so many things, and and when, when when people say, "Hey, I can," or "I won't," or "I will," or something, and they procrastinate and they put off, you're missing out. You know, so like, like people are missing out. You like you like you, you never know. You know, like like uh, one of the best things I've heard was there's never a second chance to make a first impression, right? So I would say, <clears throat> the first time you see someone, be polite. You go into a park, enjoy yourself. If you're, you know, you're if you're one of these people here that's, you know, that say, hey, I, I I'm going to go to a park and I'm not going to ride a specific ride. I'm going to catch a milestone. I'm like, listen, go get it while you can. Um, I'm, I'm not really a milestone guy, but I understand it. But like, I was always like, don't miss out on experience to satisfy specific criteria. But like, just go out there, be you, be yourself, you know, get out there, you know, get out here and just be honest, be opinionated and don't be scared to just share how you feel, you know, like, and just be positive all the time. I like, like, that's, that's what I do. You know, like I, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I don't, if someone could hate me, someone could love me, I'm going to treat you exactly the same. You know, so, so if whoever listening is like, I can't stand to wear a time like things, or uh, I don't like him because he doesn't do free spins, or you can hate me because I'm a black dude doing black and this and that. You know what? All love to you. You know, so, <laughs> all love to you. That means you're probably looking at me and you're probably envious of something that, 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 that I'm doing that you probably can do or won't do. You know, so, so I, I appreciate kind of like the hate, but it's not going to change me from stop doing what I'm going to do. We had a wonderful conversation prior to this um, from, uh, from you and David, and we were talking about how you can't live in fear and like you can't stop things from stopping you from doing what you want to do. And I'm, I've, I've always been like that. Like I've, I've never, ever catered or, or, or compromised for the status quo. I'm going to just do it. COVID's out here. Great. Guess what? Like we, we're, we're going to have to adjust to live with it. If there's any other ailments out here, any other diseases out here or whatever's going on in the world, you just have to adjust. Secluding, cutting yourself off here and then, and then just not being able to come across and conquer that is not going to do anything for you. You're going to remain the same. It's going to continue and make you a worse and just bring you, keep bringing you down. Go out there and experience life. Do it. Do what Kim is doing. Like you're doing Kim travel. You know, go out there, experience life. There's so much out here because one single moment in life may be that moment that changes you forever, which is what this whole podcast is, is dedicated on. So go, so, so, so go out there, experience something new, and then see what it brings into your life. That's probably my final words on it. 
And I couldn't agree more. That's a hashtag I put too on all of a lot of my fitness posts is hashtag no excuses or hashtag destroy excuses. Anybody, <laughs> anybody that knows me knows I pretty much live by the motto, you know, you can find, you can find excuses to fail or ways to succeed. You know, you've got one or two choices here. The choice is completely yours in all situations. And um, you're talking about living, you know, I've had lots of questions. You talk, you know, talking about what people think. You like my tattoos. Other people will say, you know, what are you going to do when you're 80 years old? You know, <laughs> your skin's sagging. I said, you know what? These are going to be proof that I lived <laughs> and I lived well. I lived the way I wanted to. And I love life. You know, that's, that's kind of what I stand for. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, one hundred percent. Because what are you getting mad about someone else's tattoos? But what exactly. do they do? These are the things that that represent you, and as far as like what your personal growth is, and then also what it also I, I life changing that has saved your life. You know, so this is what brought me back from. Brina literally brought me back to life from a right. five year depression. Darkness. And guess what? It's a constant reminder because, like, when you go to sleep, Kim, and you wake up, and then like you look at your arm. And you see something like Fury and Voyage and Gwazi and all those things. Like, you know what? Like, like for you, it could be motivation every single day. It's like, you know it what? It is. It is. Because like this right here, like this on my arm here, I said, I see everything I'm reminded of that these things are out here and that these things make me happy. I got tattoos also. You know, so it's just like, yeah. you know, so, and I'm actually trying to get a Voyage tattoo. Like, like what's, I've been, I've been, uh, me being an artist, I've already designed it and everything, but okay. hopefully Casey will go ahead and draw it on me or tattoo it on me one day. Yeah. She's, she's a tattoo. Tattoo also, so <clears throat> tattoo. But yeah, like um, actually, nobody knows. That's pretty amazing. But yeah, like I, I can't imagine like what I would have done if I did if I would have quit or I would have uh, you know fallen uh-huh. victim to the people that put the pressure on me in my inboxes or phone calls. Like, don't do this, Van, or we'll come through this one and threaten me. I'm like, uh-huh. you know what? I would have missed out. I would have missed out on meeting some great men <clears throat> that I've never seen before in my life or made the impact for them to spread their seeds. As far as to say, hey. Guess who? Guess what this community can do, or that, or, or that one event might have been the, the ignition that said, "Hey, I don't know," because like there's so many situations out here in this world. I don't know if that was somebody's last dollar to go to Kings Domain, but they came out there and experienced it. And it might maybe it motivated them to say, "You know what? There's 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 more to live for because like I got to meet all these wonderful enthusiasts who are just like me." And so, yeah, like just live life, you know, like just, <clears throat> just live life, go off there and live enjoy not even forget more just living enjoy life yeah tomorrow's not promised you know like so just oh. just go out there and 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 if you can do you know like oh, that's what i say if you, if you can do and it's you know it's like you said it does affect the day-to-day i'm a better parent i'm in my 24th year of teaching where a lot of teachers are burnt out Kind of days to retirement. If this just this week, I've taught the the best art project I've ever done, like my finest lesson. <laughs> I've gotten the best work out of my fourth and fifth graders I've ever gotten. I'm fresh. My mind is clear. I have energy. I want to go to work. You know, and I'm the teacher that they need me to be. 
because I'm happy. I'm enjoying life. I have my stress under control. I'm having fun. And it, like you said, it really does reach out pretty much all day, every day, every, everywhere I go, regardless of where I'm at, you know, and when I think about like my next coaster trip, we've got a fall break coming up, you know, mm. that keeps me motivated through, you know, each little stretch, even on the hard days, you know, I can do this, <laughs> you know, I can keep that smile on my face and, um, Every day is a new day. So if something doesn't go so well the day before, you have the next day to start over and try again. Okay. You're right. Uh, I can't believe that like teaching is a hard job. That that's yep. And you've gotta have that, you have to have that reset, reset, reset your I call it reset your shine. <laughs> you know, reset the shine in your mind mode each day. You start over, you know, and you got to pass that on to the kids too, because you don't want a kid that messed up the day before to feel like you think they're bad, you know, and they're just a bad kid. And then they just come in every day and they think that's what you expect, because if that's what you expect, that's what you're going to get. Okay. Our last question is... Where can we find you on social media for people that would like to learn more about Airtime Mike? Oh, this is very easy. I only have one social media. So um, I'm sorry, y'all. No TikTok, no Twitter, no Facebook. You can catch me on Instagram um, at Airtime underscore uh, Mike. And that's M-Y-K-E, M-Y-K-E. But uh, Airtime, A-I, like you can spell Airtime. But <laughs> Airtime <laughs> underscore Mike. Um, I'm on Instagram. And so um, I'm easy to find as a picture of my face up there uh, in the stream and easy to locate and share. So in real quick, let me say this real quick. For those people up there that, 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 I, that I've seen or met and you wonder why I don't know who you are, a lot of you have like social media things and you don't have pictures of you. It's just a picture of coasters and more coasters and more stuff, but I don't know what you look like. So when you guys approach me, I'm so-and-so I'm like, I don't know because I don't know what you look like, you know? So that's another advice. Put yourself, make yourself visible, you know, like, so, so that we can see who you are. Um, it's easy to identify with people, man, if you know what they look like and how they, you know, how they sound. So I would say that's another piece of advice too. please be visible. Um, but, um, but I would love to like, uh, <laughs> I wish more people had, I'm like, I'm so-and-so. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not familiar. Oh like, yeah. Paul, I'm, the, I'm the person with the red hat. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the person with the red coaster that has the, that's sitting on a, in the, on top of a bedroom. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right, all right. Uh, you don't have to have a picture of you in a profile but you might want to have a picture of you somewhere uh so that's that way we know what you look like uh because there's so many accounts out here but uh yeah instagram sorry it's a long answer but yeah instagram is the only way you're going to find me airtime underscore mike uh and then you can also catch me on uh youtube at l toro ryan uh come on uh, come like comment subscribe uh that's el Toro than the name Ryan, R Y A N, all together. Yeah, quick story. Same thing happened to me. I was in uh, New Jersey. It was actually it was nighttime. We were in line for King to Call, and there's this person in line behind me saying, "Coaster mom, coaster mom." And um, 
I turned around and I looked. I was just like, are you close to mom? I said, as a matter of fact, I am. You know, they started to introduce themselves. They're like, oh, you know who I am? They named their Instagram account. And I, I'd never seen this person before in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, you have to know who I am. I've always wanted to meet you. And all of this, you know, they knew they had their hearts set. They want to take a picture with me and everything. And uh, my son's standing there looking at me like, is this actually happening? I'm like, yep, it, it's happened a few times. But I did not know how to tell this person I didn't know their name. And I, I finally saw, I said, I'm sorry. No, I don't know who you are. And <laughs> they didn't seem very happy about that. But it was like just what you said. I'd never seen their face. I'd seen, I think I'd seen some pictures or something, but I had no idea. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time tonight to talk to me. I very much enjoyed our conversation, learning more about you. And um, I wish it could go on longer, but we all have to get to bed. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Dave, Dave is probably like, man, this podcast is like, this is like three hours long. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, but, but uh, he's gonna do a lot of cutting, which no, is fun. But uh, no, thank you guys for inviting me on. Um, yes, and I, thank I, you. I, I, I just love meeting and talking to people, and um, as you can see, I can get very talkative. But no, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, I've listened to everything. I, I've listened to a lot of your uh, podcasts and show that I got a job where I can actually listen to podcasts and stuff uh, frequently. Oh. So, um, it's good stuff you guys are putting out. Keep it up, man. Like, uh, like, just like, um you know, that's like what my, you know, what I want to do in this community, but I love what you guys are doing. Like you're connecting with so many people and it just, it just grows the product of this brand of what's called coach community. So, um, you know, you guys had your own stories, which are amazing. Um, so amazing and satisfying and who knows like what, you know, what this will be, these, these podcasts will do for somebody out there who needs to hear this and it's going to change and influence their life. So keep it up and keep working hard on what you guys are doing. Well, thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.